your 20. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for te- teleportation? Cool de- destinations. And the explosive action you'll only find in Jumper? Well, rev up your world atlas or an earful of Jumper. The only podcast that dipped in ears to jump. Fans of cinema and sightseeing will find much like. That is, if you're not some no good paladin like Roland Cox. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little quick trip to Rome, and we'll even have a, a second jumper. Just jump all over the place, jump, 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 jump. And nothing's gonna happen. Hello and welcome to An Earful of Jumper. A very, very unorthodox new remix of, of that transition. You know? It's exciting. I did my best. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. Uh, no, someone, right. someone. it's been a while since we've recorded one of these, as yeah. the listeners might have noticed. And uh, in between then and now, the folder that contains all of our songs and uh, other sound effects has disappeared. The desktop is a scratch yeah. folder. Don't so, do, not, do not rely on it. Yep. So just frantically downloading files over here, and uh, you know we'll just we'll just kind of buffer that uh, a few uh, a few minutes ahead of when we need it, and hope it all works out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is smooth sailing, in my opinion. It's been so far. Uh, we have a we have a, a very special episode for you today, both because it's our first one back after a long time, secondly because it's the seventh five minutes of the movie Jumper. That's always a special number. Yep, that's what I think. The only special number, some say. And then there's actually no other reasons that it's special. Uh, it's also special. We have silence in the background, which is unusual for us right <laughs> it's now. It's unusual, you know? Yeah. It's, it may have to do with the fact that this folder did not fully download in time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I know. It's really, uh, you know, uh, what are you going to do? Um, well, so how's our, how's our theme song <laughs> downloading progress going? That's that's the question I'm wondering. That's the question I'm wondering. Um, the, oh, the theme... The theme. <laughs> Yeah, that one. That one's not in the folder I needed to be in. Um, so, uh, <laughs> okay. I hope you have the CD around somewhere. Uh, I, I I don't think I do. Insofar as I'm sure I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna keep downloading folders from Google Drive until I find it. So, okay. Stay tuned. Wow, I'd love to get to the uh, thing. Well, let's let's see what other stuff we can do to stall. <laughs> well, uh, we, we, oh, do you want to do key, you want to key lamp pie now? I'd like to do. Well, I'd to do the theme song right now, but I, I guess that's not a that's not a possibility. Okay, we can do that real quick. You and at some point, <laughs> <laughs> at some point here, we will have our files. But you know, there's no telling when that point is. This is why the the, the best material is live because people love to hear this. <laughs> nothing nothing better than the oh, unzipping a folder. It'd be great if we hear that zipping sound. Yeah. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, there it is. There it is. When you kill on pine first? Oh, there we go. Perfect. Even better. Another good remix, I thought. 
Oh, that was one. It, this this sounds more like a nightmare than usual. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, don't mind me. I'm going to keep downloading folders here. Sure. And, well, this um, is a segment we like to call news, views, screws, and feuds. Yeah. Uh, updates and all these things. I say feuds, no updates. Views, no updates. I have sure. a few screws for you and a little piece of news. I have multiple you. screws. Um, oh, okay. In that uh, uh, I have missed all of the sound cues so far this episode. Oh, this, those are new, nice new screws. Yeah. That's very good. Uh, screws uh, on our website. Episode four and five. The timestamps and the ID three tags are off. Uh, Ooh. So th- I did not correct that because I don't want to mess with the actual stuff. But uh, sure. on the website, it's correct. But in your ID three on the folder you downloaded from the RSS feed itself, they are probably off. Uh, we apologize for that. I believe last episode uh, we did not do drink of the explicitly on the air, but it was heavily implied. It was the bud, or maybe it was two episodes ago. I just know we missed it once. Yeah. Here's a huge screw from the end of Earful of You Got Mail. Okay. This. Wow. Uh, long uh, long lead time on this Re- one. Remember Harry Nilsson singing uh, Over the Rainbow? I do. I Vividly. Said, I said that was from the album A Touch of Smilson in the Night. Mm. It turns out it is from the bonus material recorded as part of A Touch of Smilson in the Night sessions released as a bonus track on the CD, but is not technically part of the original album release. That might be our biggest screw ever. It's pretty bad. Yeah. This is kind of a clarification, not only a screw. Uh, you said we don't know if boat garages exist on rivers. <laughs> we don't. Someone said they do exist. So Well, now we do. We didn't at the time. I don't think that's a screw. Well, that's a clarification. That's screw adjacent. Okay. Uh, uh, also, two other things. Piece yeah. of news. Uh, we've not recorded in several months. October 3rd, last year. Bit of news. Uh, Bert Young died. Uh, pig pen oh. from Convoy. Oh, no. oh right. Oh, yeah. no. So, just news. That's uh, topical. <laughs> well, we have, to, we have to do that. Yeah. Uh, also, another big piece of news about the director of Jumper. Oh, right. Uh, well, let's, let's, we can get this right after this ends. Uh, well, let's let this end, then. And then we'll get our guests, and then we'll talk about this. You have no idea how hard it was to make sure that was there in time. That was very good. That was the fourth folder I downloaded had this one in it. <laughs> you're usually... Yeah, I should maybe put all the sounds in one folder. I, I agree. Say, I agree. You're the only person I know who does organization of your drive folders. I, I would have thought this would be spick and span. Well, I'll, I'll get on that after yeah, this. No, I'm just Lesson saying, learned. Yeah. Lesson learned. Wow. Ooh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. We have we have um, a special guest. Yeah, let's to do introduce. Let's, let's do guest intro. Let's do a guest intro. So um, we are we do film critique on this podcast. This, this is a first for us. Insofar is this the first time we had a, a filmmaker? A filmmaker. Well, we've had the Dog Brothers. Not well, not as guest guests. That was a special interview. Also, they're not. Are they filmmakers? We we talked to Haywood Gould, who's a filmmaker. I thought the Dog Brothers were involved in filmmaking. I mean, they might have made a documentary. Okay, but I mean, Haywood Gould. Haywood Gould, of course, is. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's well, a, not a he's guest. A film, he's a film writer. I feel like there's a there's a guest for the show as opposed to like a special guest. For I the see. Bonus I see. Well, you don't know about my my aunt's filmmaking past. I, I wish that was true. Is that true? <laughs> no, that's not oh, true at all. I wish it was true. Yeah. Um, so, but so, but we thought, you know, I, apparently, uh, uh, we thought um, that it'd be good to have a professional on the show. Yes, well, we thought it'd be good, but mostly the professional uh, I was talking to, and he said, well, 
you said slash uh, requested slash demanded uh, to be on Earful of Jumper. Isn't it nice when it works out that way? Yeah, actually, let, let's put let's put the let's, guest let's, in the let's, air. Here we go. Okay, it, uh, a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there. My name is Vincent Wu. Uh, I made the movie Tunnel Vision, and I demanded to be on uh, this show so that we could discuss Jumper. Excellent. And and if you're listening in, in stereo on the podcast, you'll notice, yeah, Vincent is only on the left side, but that's very intentional. It's Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're going to do a mono mix down. Great. So just make sure it's good on one of the tracks. We'll yep. figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, so you were requested to be on. So you're full of jumper. I must be on. I believe at the time you were actually confusing it for a different movie, right? Mm. Yeah, I think I might have thought we were still on You Got Mail. I thought it was... Uh, you were thinking it was a Chris Evans movie. Oh, from- right. I thought it was Push. Yes. Which is a very similar movie that came out almost at the same time that yep. I quite love. Based on the novel Precious by Sapphire. I actually had no idea it was an adaptation. That's <laughs> uh, amazing. No, but it was, it's, it, it, no, Push is a dumb action movie. Where, well, it's, Whereas I mean, Jumper is a think piece. Abs- yeah, no, Jumper is yeah. the thinking man's <laughs> Push. <laughs> people always say, no, but Push, it's, it's, it's people, it's kind of like in the same... Like salt, you know, universe. It's like people get special abilities, but just honing, and they can they can kind of like shift time and space, right? What they can it? read minds and oh, they can move yeah, objects too. and stuff. Yeah, they're Whereas I think in Jumper they just jump, right? They they jump. Well, yeah. but the and jumping it, it, is. I mean, it's it's rare. Well, not rare, but like the jumping is frequently used for things other than just yeah. the jump itself. They so. jump and they live and they yeah. love. They live their lives. They have yeah. dreams. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we kind of stopped making movies like this, you know. Like, that's true. We we demand more sophistication from our sci-fi plots now. I think. But, well, I mean, this is pre-extended universe. Although there is a jumper extended universe, we need to get to at some point. Yes, of there course. is. Well, there's, I mean, a, there's books. There, or, there's books with yeah. multiple oh different chronologies and oh, universes. Yeah. There's a uh, you can't see it, but in the booth, he just held up the novel. This is, this is helpful because what, what we do normally when we have visual aids is we just don't explain them at all and assume the listener can see them. So it's actually it's nice to yeah, yeah to have a check. It's here. sort of staggering to be a guest in the presence of people that have seemingly devoted, if not their entire lives, a good chunk of their life. To the study of a film that almost everyone else forgot <laughs> almost immediately. I think I think is a huge cultural impact. Uh, <laughs> but actually, we're going to introduce you after I uh, break our last piece of news here. Uh, this broke this week, and this is big. Oh, Doug Liman, yes, director of the movie Jumper, yeah, boycotts Roadhouse premiere after Amazon skips theatrical release so that's doug lyman saying wow. movies should be in theaters should be in theaters and this is so apparently they 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 greenlit a roadhouse remake or reboot or whatever not to be confused i mean this is the patrick swayze roadhouse not to be mm. confused with the 1946 mm. roadhouse uh, directed by john nugalescu i would never do that one of the great bowling noirs <laughs> oh it's a great great movie mm. ida lupino fantastic stuff uh but in, in, which is to say uh vincent Wu, our guest made a movie and not only made it, but got it on the silver screen, theatrical production. And that's a question, you know. What's the difference between making a movie and just putting it uh, in the channels to stream it versus putting it in a movie theater? Ah, uh, I did both, really. Yeah, yeah. So you, the, put it, you put it, you just dumped on the internet first. Yeah. I had to, I mean, if you don't have any, like, if you don't have a studio, like, you do need to make the movie before you can even get anyone to run it. So, like, you you won't know. You just have to try. I would say I had to pay a theater to show the very first one. 
and only after they saw you gotta how spend pe- money to make money. Yeah, and to make I'm money. constantly spending and making money. <laughs> and, and this and this film is, I assume, making a, a incredible amounts of money, hundreds of dollars. Wow, nice. yeah. hundreds. Does that recoup your GoPro? Uh, yeah, cost? just it, yeah. I, I <laughs> very narrowly recoup my production costs on this one. <laughs> But, but not the ad budget. I, I was trying to say, like, it, it really took them seeing a crowd react to the paid showing, the one I paid for, for them to be, for the Roxy in particular, to be like, oh, let's actually run this as a movie and, like, we'll pay you now. Because they, they had no faith before. You know, they had to they had to demonstrate. So, uh, put you on the clock. Uh, what is the 30-second elevator pitch for your movie Tunnel Vision? Uh, if you've ever wanted to see the front of a BART train, like what the operator sees, watch Tunnel Vision. You can just go to BARTmovie.com, and you'll see sites you've never seen before. And learn things about BART that you've also probably never heard Is that before. part of your production costs so in the URL? That's a perpetual. Yeah, yeah. It's like $10 a year. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, that adds up. I know. Because <laughs> we have like 15 different websites. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is it is a it is a continuous shot of being you you we've all watched it. We've all watched it. I, Time, yes. Time's up. Thirty seconds. Okay. Well, we can, yeah. <laughs> now you can keep going. Yeah. Oh, I can. Keep, I, I can. Okay. We just, Vincent can't talk anymore. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Should I mute him? You're shut down. No, absolutely. Yeah, I just shut him off. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. All For the right. rest of the episode. <laughs> He's done. Um, I'll bring him back now. Um, so. Um, yeah, so I I, yeah, I I had watched uh, I'd say half of it and then and then you know put it down and then pick the other half up. Well, I think I mentioned that you wanted to be on. I said, oh, you know, I saw Vincent at the screening because actually we, we were we were talking online about housing stuff and other stuff before yeah. this, and then the screening was happening. And I mentioned, oh, Vincent, who I know from housing stuff and who's done this movie, wants to be on Earful, and you said. I've already watched. Well, it. I'd say I'm like this is just always wow. in, on my homepage on YouTube. Like this is just the thing, the, the video, algorithm, that, baby. It's the video that YouTube just wants me to watch, and and I, you know, and and because of the nature of that, I, I hadn't, you know, I I'd watched a bit of it, and you know, and then like fallen asleep or something. Not because not because <laughs> of the film, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very relaxing film. I'll tell you that. I'm flattered to be anyone's sleep aid, honestly. <laughs> you know, that's, I, that's every filmmaker. Yeah, YouTube yeah. is is my like you know half hour, forty five minutes before bed type of you know thing. So um uh, and uh, and then um you know but it, it was persistent. I mean YouTube really really wanted me to watch it that knew. video. It did, and so that was completely independent that that was happening. Yeah, and then I think you know somehow you made the connection there. So um, and then then it's been a half a year of trying to schedule it, and then we made it happen. And then we made it happen. Yeah, and so and so then I you know did a, a proper watch through earlier today, and 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 now we're here. So. What an episode! This is episode yeah. seven uh, is of of earful of jumper. This is episode. This is zero encoded six. The file from the movie. I see. That explains the discrepancy between the six and that seven. Is. Yeah. Okay. But uh, also, uh, I'm hearing buzz from the Hollywood press that there is a uh, sequel to Tunnel Vision in the works. And I've I've heard this is the rumor I've heard. I can't confirm or deny, but I've I've been thinking about it for a long time. Well, the little birdie from Hollywood uh, was telling me the sequel is going to be about uh, is going to be about Ebart. Ah. No, actually, you end up on the eBart platform at the end of the first one, so I, I don't think we'll be revisiting eBart. I, I need an eBart movie. Yeah, I need, it's, well, it's not that long. No, it's great. I just, it's a nice, short, you know, concise movie. They don't make a nice movie that's like fifteen. They minutes. don't make fifteen-minute movies anymore. No, they yeah. don't. That's true. They're scared. Another thing we've lost to the past. Have you been on eBart? I no, I have not. It's the diesel Bart extension that's you know goes from one station to another. Oh, that's fun. Oh, but that's just, great. Just between. 
two specific stations? Well, actually, it goes from a station with no entrance and exit in the middle of two stations. <laughs> uh, so it's a transfer platform. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, it's All great. Right. Nice. They do what they need to do. Um, so I'll, I'll get to, uh, we'll get to the, the, the movie Jumper soon yeah. here. Yeah, but yeah. Um, just one last thing on the, on the, on the tunnel vision. I, so the, the, the move is a great film. Great film. But I, I, I have one key criticism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you came here for. You became I had no idea I was yeah. going to be roasted. <laughs> yeah. What is it? So I think the, and, and actually, and, and, uh, well, okay. This improved in the second half of the film. So I actually came in ready to just, just, you know, rake you over the coals for this, for this, you know, this slip up. There's a, there's a background for this, which is, I think this is more of, uh, Alan, uh, talking about his projecting my techniques. own my own production techniques yeah, yeah. so so you, when you interview the i think it was the former marketing director or something of michael healy yeah. yes yeah uh and and he's talking and he's brilliant and he's so amazing to hear talk about the history of bart but then like you jump in and say things <laughs> <laughs> very diplomatic yeah uh and i feel i mean it certainly makes it flow better logically but like, given the the cadence of of being on this Bart train and feeling like you're there, having it being narrated by this guy, um, I think you should have done what we did when we interviewed a pirate. Which so, is so most people know about our famous interview with a pirate segment. Uh, <laughs> most people, yeah. Tell yeah. me, well, just just in case the listeners might not did not listen to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a it was a uh, he was a captain is I assume I think he's still around. Captain Tones, Captain Tones, yeah, as a pirate, <laughs> turns out. Very concerned, mostly just about magma. Um, it was he came to warn the world about magma and uh, two tsunamis. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but the, most of the interview was him talking about his pirate uh, ways and his history as a pirate. And well, I feel this came out of a technical limitation and/or blunder in our end, which is we were able to record him but not us. <laughs> But the thing about it is, then we laid a bunch of ambient stuff under it, and it's not sounds, dissimilar from the from the music in your film. The, yeah, the, yeah, you know, ambient. I think this way, yeah. But the thing is, it sounds so spacey when you hear someone answering <laughs> questions, but not the questions being posed. Like I, it's, yeah. a, it's a spacey effect, the, and this is. I mean, I, I, it, I it makes I, the listener's mind try to fill in what the question might have been. I think it's part of it. Yeah, I think that might have been a good approach. You know, the truth of it was the the reason it's strange in that way. Is because I had not planned those interviews at all until I was pretty close to the final cut of the movie. And that was because no one would do an interview with me Mm. until they saw a trailer. Because no one believed me that the movie was real, that I'd been working on it. So it was all in the last month of production where I was like frantically booking finally like last minute interviews with like well known people. And I gave not a lot of thought, actually, to what the, like, engineered presentation of it would be. Were I to do again, I, I definitely would try to do it that way. I would try to get them to restate the question oh, yeah. as they were answering it. But also, I mean, I think I put myself in cheekily because I just wanted to show off. Like, I, I'm like, I'm in the movie. Like, I oh, made I, it. I, I, thought, I thought, actually, the, the interviews later in the film worked much better in terms of the, yeah. the, the dialogue. I actually think uh, Helios... You know, I, I love that he did the interview with me, but it's not my favorite interview. My favorite mm-hmm. interview by far is the one with the Bart opera. Oh yeah, the he's, driver. He's yeah. far. He's, he's just good. so genuine. Like I mean, he has like press experience. He's, he's a professional comms guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't I mean, mind. He wrote the Bart book and everything. Oh, wow. it's a great book. Oh, cool. Yeah, Heyday Publishing. Bart. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're local. 
Yeah, Berkeley. Yeah, actually, and and then uh, there's a case issue connection there. But uh, we're 20 minutes in. We're 20 I think, minutes in. We I, should well, talk about. Jumper. I mean, I think this is good because this is a pretty spare. Five there's minutes. not a lot of not a lot of <laughs> jumping happening. Not a lot of anything happening in these five minutes. Um, so I, there's a there's there is quite a bit of jumping. Let's not sell it short. There are there. I mean, we'll get to it. I don't think there's any jumping in no, this five minutes. No, that's your opinion. That's think, your opinion. I think the jump count is zero. Uh, just going to say that now. That's All your right. opinion. Should we do key lime pie before we... Um... Uh, yeah, then we'll do uh, uh, jump into spoilers. Yeah, okay. Then, okay. Key lime pie. So key what we're going to do now is we're going to we're gonna we have these green sheets of paper. Yeah. We're going to hand them to each other. And, and this is the, the line, line. The key line that represents these five minutes of the film. Uh, jumper. Yeah. And uh, we're going to read them to each other and see if we can gain some points here. So, Correct. Okay. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. You're maybe just gonna another do some suit. traveling. Just another suit. I, mine's better. Uh, mine's actually pretty good because it says a lot about society. You're just another suit. Yeah. I, I consider that. I also considered um, maybe gonna do some. I mean, he he does do some traveling. I considered as far as he jumps a lot in these five minutes. That's sure. I considered. Um, do you hear me laughing? I was I was very <laughs> close to that. I was very close. To that. Yeah, but uh, but no. Uh, landed with the uh, the old um, maybe gonna do some traveling. All right, uh, we've been we've been in the in the mix here for quite a while, so we're and now going to continue to be in the mix. <laughs> we're going to transition into the sink. No, and jump into spoilers. This is it. This is we jump. are in that. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I say it. Okay, this is where we spoil these five minutes by telling you what happens in these five minutes from our summary of Jumper that I have in online in front of me right now. Mm. Without further ado. She then asks David about his profession, and after hesitating, he lies and says he's in banking. Millie doesn't seem convinced. He doesn't lie. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Okay. Millie doesn't seem convinced and questions him further, to which David responds with a flimsy explanation that he just stumbled into it. As they continue their conversation, they talk about their plans. David mentioned that he's thinking about doing some traveling, possibly to Rome. Millie is taken aback as Rome has always been her dream destination. David tries to play it off as a coincidence, but Millie suspects he's trying to rip her off. David then takes a bold step and asks Millie to go hey, to he's Rome. Trying to rip her, he's trying to get like a, oh, like give me like $500 for your ticket to Rome. And it's then the he classic just like, long con. Yeah. You, you meet someone in school, you fake your death, yeah. you meet back with her, and you get a few hundred later. dollars off of her for a fake trip to Rome. <laughs> it's the oldest yeah, story in the book. That's great, yeah. Um, mm. Ask her to go to Rome with him. Millie is shocked by the sudden invitation, but the allure of her lifelong dream is hard to resist, and she eventually accepts. In the next ten hours, they are in Rome, and as David and Millie arrive in Rome, David insists on carrying his own backpack, despite the luggage carrier's offer to help. Millie, that's true. I'd say a little more than an offer, but yeah. <laughs> Millie notices this and wonders why David seems so attached to his backpack, but she doesn't press him for answers. Meanwhile, Roland interrogates Mark, who spills everything he knows about David and Millie. Roland quickly gathers crucial information and contacts his agents to track down the girl who left for Rome 16 hours ago, suspecting that she's with David. He's determined to catch up with them and find out what they're up to. In Rome, David and Millie check into a luxurious hotel, and Millie is amazed by the opulence. However, she can't help but feel suspicious about how David seems to have unlimited resources to afford first-class tickets, luxury accommodations, and other extravagant expenses. She confronts David a couple of times, asking if he's hiding something from her, but he reassures her and denies any wrongdoing. They did romance, and that's the end. They did romance? Well, the, the the line is, they did romance and strolled through historic streets. Oh, well, we but, don't know. That's... So I, I cut wow, out mid-sentence. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But they did romance. They did romance. I'll give them that. 
And that has been Jump Into Spoilers. <laughs> All right. Okay. Are, now we're ready to sing. So your yeah. iPad is not is still is active. iPad is Yeah, open. everything's good. Everything's wow. good. Okay, so we're going to do a three-way sync here. It's going to be, well, and you, the listener, four, five, seven. How many listeners do we have out there, do you think? A lot. Every every day, the, 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 the army The number goes up by a few million, yeah. So, um... <laughs> So all of you out there, what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to go home, uh, or well, mostly you're going to go home, and you're going to chunk your film, Ch- chunk it. I've, I mean, actually, here I've heard a couple reports of people, of people who chunking? know people who know people who listen to the show but don't actually chunk the movie. I think we home. got an email from someone who clearly hasn't chunked, so that's, we'll talk about that that's later. Alarming. I know it's very alarming. So please chunk, and then uh, grab your uh, seventh chunk. Seventh chunk, six index, six index. If so you followed our jumper zero zero six. But recommendations. Yeah, just count count to seven. Grab the seventh chunk, get it looped. Get it locked. It's already get looped. loaded. You're good. We we checked that earlier. Mine is looped. We're good to go. Look, look at this. Yeah. Loop loop file infinite. I have infinite loops left. I don't That's have any incredible. you have left. Mine's That's incredible. Infinite. I have um I have a one I have repeat one on. That's all this. Says. I have loop so, infinite. Yeah, okay. All right. So we're ready. We're gonna we're gonna hand on head. Head on head. This is a fake. Three, two, one. Uh, yep. This is real. Real. Three, Three two, two, one. one go. go. Okay. Okay. We're rolling. I don't hear we any are, sound, but we're we rolling. We are rolling. Uh, well, I think that we might have an issue with the way that the USB codec is here, but you know that that happens. Okay. And with that, uh, why don't you stall for five seconds? <laughs> one, one thousand. Two, one thousand. Three, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Five, one. A little early on it, but okay. yeah, stalled for four and a half seconds. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what a, what a sync. What a sync. Was, uh, I'm I'm seeing him talking, and I'm hearing him talking, wrong. so that's a good sign. Perfect. Okay, yeah. so now we're ready to go. We have an hour and 35 minutes left in the show. Ooh, is, boy. That, is that enough time to talk about everything in these five minutes? Uh, of course not, but we can, we'll can. we do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. So, okay, yeah. so first off, how many scenes do we have to talk about today? Um, ooh, um... I have a count as you. I, I don't usually, have a count yet. Usually, I, you're more intuitive, and I actually write stuff down. Like three or four at least. Three or four. Okay. Okay. So how many would you say, kind of intuitively? I uh, intuitively, like intuitively. I was gonna say seven, but wow. that might just be because I've got in my head the, the seventh uh, five minutes. So you know, I'm just anchored on that number. So okay, here is everything we can talk about if it's sub scenes or real scenes. Sure. Bar scene. Conclusion of bar scene. That's a scene. That's absolutely a scene, yeah. Okay, we have a Rome intro, which is flying over Rome. Intro mm. Rome, yep. We have a Rome hotel. What do you call that little thing where you like you, you cycle around, the car goes around the front, the little loop around? Loop around? Like a roundabout? Yeah, that's like a, a, mm, a, a, a... Cul-de-sac? There's a, there's a no, name for it. Like it's like a, a, it's, yeah, it's like, like, a, like a portico. Portico, wow. yeah. It must I, be a portico. I think, I think that's part of the building is the portico that goes Sure, I think it, you go under a portico in your turnaround yeah, You go under zone. a portico and... And uh, over yeah. a park. I think it should be called a valet. Like, I think the, I mean, you know, obviously valet could be present there, but I think mm. also like calling the space a valet could be kind of fun. I think it's like a valet loop, but it's like a val loop. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be called a valoop. A valoop. <laughs> that's what I call it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so there's we'll a Rome it. intro and then the Rome Hotel valoop sequence. <laughs> yeah. The question is, is that one scene or two separate scenes? They're both. No, that, that's one scene. That's establishing With shot, two and then and then and now here's them going into the hotel. With yeah. two substances, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have uh, Roland Cox in headquarters. Yeah, well, in headquarters. Well, in in some sort of police in environment. in a New York City police uh, uh, 
The Big uh, Apple, baby. Yes, a New York City uh, police interrogation room. There is also an establishing shot, but yeah, the, there's New York. I'd say there is New York time, which consists of establishing shot, which if it's a simple establishing shot, I'm not even calling that a substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then... And- and well, and, and okay, we'll go ahead. We've got there's also some some timeline weirdness here in terms of like. The, I have plenty to say about that. Okay, all right. I I, the, the time of day in each place is very confusing. I, you, okay, have, we'll, we'll have, get into all that. Great. Diagrams. All right. Great. I have diagrams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you also spent some thought on this because yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. On this. Yeah. Uh, okay, but there is Mark and Stir. And then there is sidewalk talk. Is mm-hmm. how I talk about it. Brolin's on the sidewalk talking. He's by a USA Today. Uh, well, what a world we lost. Mm. Newspapers in the streets. Okay, so that's, I mean, so I'd say based on that, that is the third scene is New York City. Then you have the fourth scene, which is back in Rome. Mm-hmm. Rome. Roma. Roma. And uh, I'd say there are three sub-scenes in that. There's oh. first, there is them in the room talking about lying. There is uh, the sunset sequence outside. Yep. And then there is... The where closet they, sequence. The closet, the closet sequence. sequence. Who could forget? Where they do romance. <laughs> uh, and I'd, I'd say that's it. So I'd say basically that is four scenes with a bunch of substance. Sure. But okay. let's, let's start I'll with four it. scenes. Uh, Want to start in order? I would like to go in order if possible. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So um, first scene. So first scene, before we even get to this bar stuff, right? Yeah. Quick follow up from last time, maybe? Last time, maybe? Last time, maybe. Uh, do you remember the mystery bottle? That was something I was going to bring up because in my notes, in my notes, it mm-hmm. took me time to remember what happened because my notes just said, and I don't know why I wrote it like this. Uh, I just wrote wiser, and I yeah. and I now realize why yeah. I wrote wiser. Why did you? Why would you write wiser? Well, because remember, if you remember last time, yeah, as we all do, uh, there was uh, we were trying to find all the different bottles on the shelf. And name them the ones we could anyway. And um, a way to fill time in the air. You gotta find <laughs> topics. The show the show is not exclusively about seeing things and naming them, but it's, it's partly, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's partly about that. So 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 um, we, we surprisingly not that many bottles with front facing labels. Maybe not that surprising given multiple factors. One, it's a film, and they generally try and not be super label centric, uh, or they have to clear stuff. Uh, and then two is because this bar is in Canada and a bunch of the uh, liquor is not what you would actually expect in an American bar because they just filmed a bar in Canada. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so uh, that explains why this whiskey was so hard to figure out because apparently uh, the, the thing that we were trying to um, nail down is I, I think we saw ISE, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what it was. Fortunately, listener Alex wrote in. Um, and says that it is likely J.P. Weiser's Canadian whiskey, which checks out because they're in Canada. Yeah, they love it there. They love, <laughs> they love Canadian whiskey in Canada. Um, and uh, and it looks, I mean, you look at the logo, it, it checks out. That's what we were seeing in that bottle. So that's a great, great um, mystery solved there. But then there is a different, uh, a, a, another aspect to this story. Is it the story of Jumper? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that There's is... There's mo- many different aspects of the story. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about them. Yeah. Uh, no, so another aspect of the story of Alex writing in. Oh, yeah. I I forget most of the emails. What was going on with that? Well, it, it, in, in his email, he does say that he hasn't actually watched the film. <laughs> oh, okay. 
No, I mean, there's we've had, we've had people who say that they they watch the film after listening to their podcast. That's also interesting to me. I I, 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 think I guess you do really prime yourself to be very familiar with what you're about to watch by the time you finally I'm see it. I'm not doing that with other stuff. Not a full 45 hour listen through, <laughs> but other stuff. I listen to a podcast about a movie and I watch the movie. Oh, and it's sure. Like, oh, it's interesting. My mental images compared to the real image. Yeah, I'll listen but, to a podcast about a video game then play the game. The but, difference yeah. is that we describe everything so well. Yeah. I think that we completely convey the image perfectly so it would it would not be interesting yeah that's there'd be right. no point there, yeah, exactly. at that point what are you going to do yeah so i thought it was i thought you know a like weird that you know someone is listening to this podcast closely enough to care about the whiskeys uh, to you know identifying the whiskey and then um it hasn't watched the film but then also uh, i think you know of great shame here is not chunking the film i think you know which we it talked is. about earlier and, and I'm, I'm just seeing increased evidence that our audience is not properly chunking it's kind of kind of sad yeah kind of sad uh, okay. Okay. Speaking that is of, the mystery bottle. Speaking of Canadian content, yeah, a little bit of Canadian content with these five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm sure you know all the, the the named characters in this bar. Who can you name in this bar? I can name so many people in this bar. Are you okay. ready? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. People in this bar include David Jumper Rice. That's correct. Okay. Let's actually let's go round robin here. So I, I name one: David Jumper Rice. Yeah. Vincent. Oh my God! I don't even know the actress's name. Well, you don't mm. have to know the actress's name. You just have to know the character's name. Oh, and you it's, do it's need Millie, know. right? Millie! That's yeah. another, yeah. There's a lot of Millies out there. You well, know, oh, you Mill- know Millie, her last name. La- I don't know her last name. I know her, oh, jeez. Well, How do you even find out her, do they say it in the actually, movie? Actually, they say these in these five minutes. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the phone, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I can't recall beyond mm. Millie. I think that's fine. I give, I give him points. I give him a half point for Millie. Well, I think okay. I'm at one point. Vince is at a half point. You, you're at zero points well, so far. I'm going to, I'm going to say the the person I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I know, well, I know who you're going to talk about because so. there's something which is actually a bit of a blunder by the filmmakers. Oh, but uh, wait, this is, well, okay, well, maybe no. I don't know who you're about to talk well, about. Well, she gets her shift out and she yep. says, "Can you take over for me, yep. Fiona?" Oh, this is Fiona, the character Fiona, who we all know <laughs> canonically. About. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Fiona, this is uh, Meredith Henderson. Yeah. And I'm sure you know Mer- Meredith Henderson. Of course, I don't. Uh, Meredith Henderson, she's best known for uh, the movie Jumper, playing the character of Fiona. <laughs> okay. Uh, but actually, in Canada, she in 52 episodes, uh, she has a Wikipedia page. Uh, the Wikipedia page says she's no- best known for playing the title role in The Adventures of Shirley Holmes. This is uh, Shirley Holmes oh. is the... Uh, is like Sherlock Holmes? The great grandniece. Yes. Oh, oh. wow. Okay, yeah. Cool. So apparently, uh, apparently this is... A Canadian a, TV star. A Canadian TV but was star. was this before, was Jumper before she was big in Canada? Or, well, that was, that was or in 97 like, to 2000. She was Shirley wow. Holmes. Wow. So this is like a big get for Canada. Well, and then in 2005, she was in a huge movie. Oh. Uh, she Jumper. Pla- she was in the movie... Shania, a life in eight albums. Oh, okay, sure. And she plays sure. uh, what is called here adult Shania Twain. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so that's a very that, Canadian thing to, yeah. to play adult Shania Twain. That's amazing, yeah. Shania, yeah. a life in eight albums. Okay. Shania Twain, probably not that old when that was made. <laughs> Why didn't they just get Shania? I know. Shania Twain. That's the same. That's the same year Shania Twain was in. The, she was in the movie. I heard, I heard, I heard Huckabee's. I think in two thousand five. Great movie. Seven. You great said? movie. She wasn't. She wasn't that great she of an was actress. Forty two. Shania Twain was the real Shania Twain was forty two. Mm, yeah. At the time. Um, yeah. So Meredith Henderson is uh, eighteen years younger than uh, the Shania Twain. Okay. All right. So I guess that requires. I mean, I suppose Life in Eight albums. She could have played the early albums, yeah. and then Shania, real Shania. 
plays the role of later Shania. Future Shania, yeah. Future Shania. <laughs> and to be clear, we're, we're talking about the relief bartender we very briefly see <laughs> at the Fiona. start this of... Fiona. That's uh, Fiona, That's yeah. Fiona. Does she have any other role in this movie? Is there I'm a actually reason? not sure. I did a search for all lines of dialogue. This is the only time the word Fiona shows up. <laughs> Incredible. In the original script, she actually is... She is Millie's roommate. Mm. Oh, and there is a whole sequence where she talks about, "Ah, oh, you can't go to you can't go to Europe with this guy. This guy sounds like he's a he's a playboy." Mm. And then she's like, talks to David. It's like, "Oh, my my roommate Fiona is going to take over for me at the bar." Well, like, I'm glad this, they cut all this out. Yeah. Although, what a tragedy for this poor Canadian actress who thought she was getting a big role. This could have really put on the map. <laughs> <laughs> this is this like, Fiona's the kind of role you really sink your teeth into. Um. But, okay. Yeah. So, so that, that's Fiona. That's Fiona. Okay. Do I get to name one now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Gavin. Gavin? Well, okay. Sorry. Um, uh, British guy. Okay. So here's the interesting. Do you notice this blunder? I got it. So uh, they, were, they have this bar sequence, and when they're editing it together, they apparently edited sequence from the London bar scene yeah. into it. Yes. Because Wait, one, what? <laughs> when they were in London, uh, in the crowd was a little uh, hat tip to the audience. It was the actor who played Billy Elliot as just a uh, just an average British person. <laughs> what? At, yeah, you know Billy Elliot, right? Yeah. Yeah, so do you, do you know it's Billy Elliot and he's in this, this well, gotta, sense? I gotta wait for it to loop. Well, in the bar, you'll see out there, like looking around, and then in the crowd is Billy Elliot. It's Damn. like, what is this British guy doing here? Yeah, and it turns out they 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 blundered, and this is from the London sequence. Well, just, yeah, clearly. Yeah, so just I, a, I mean, it happens. It happens. Well, I have a different theory, which this is, is just, just like the end of uh, of of cocktail. Well, how we do you found know he's father. not a jumper? Also, like he that could, seems improbable. That seems very unlikely. Yeah. What I do you mean? I, There's a bunch of them. They're just jumping mm, all over the place. We only know of one. Actually, two. We know of two, right? I, I don't I mean well the paladins well, we the kill all the jump yes the dead jungle jumper dead jungle jumper <laughs> there's a dead jungle jumper and the paladins as far as I'm concerned have killed all the rest I of the think jumpers they've killed the rest, a lot yeah. if Billy Elliot was a jumper do you think I think no. it's unlikely okay let's well, at this stage yeah but um so but, but, but I, I'd say yeah I think I have a different theory which is this guy just is a is an international bar hopper <laughs> oh like he's a reviewer of bars around the world. <laughs> And yeah. he just happens to be reviewing bars at the same time David Rupperjise is there. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting theory. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so that's, uh, I guess, I can, I'll just call him British guy. Okay, British okay, guy. British guy. That's uh, great. Was Bill, that I, I would call it Billy Elliot cameo, but sure. Do I, I get a point? Yeah, point, yes. Okay. Okay, so I'm at two points. Now back to Vincent. Back to Vincent. Don't, come on, guys. <laughs> what, this is unreasonable. I have no idea. I think that's all the named characters, to, to be honest. I mean, I would, feel free to correct <laughs> There's got to be someone else named in that bar still. I mean, Mark was in the bar. Well, but Mark's not in the bar anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I skimmed through the the, the you know the cast list. And, yeah, nobody and else. Okay. Nobody right. else. Wow. Wow. Okay, so all right. this, scene, this scene opens. This is most of the time uh, they try to make it... When a filmmaker makes a movie, and I'm mm. sure you know this personally... You try to break it up into five minutes when making it, so then later, if you slice it up, <laughs> it segments nicely into five minutes. Yeah, I had I had this all in mind when I was making mine. Yeah, no, it's it makes sense. Uh, but and usually it's a it's a very thoughtful, you know, kind of clean break. But this time they actually keep you on your toes. There's mm. actually a line of dialogue which is segmented from last episode of this episode. Oh yeah. Do you catch what the line of dialogue was no. last time? Well, the last episode ended with. Uh, well, this episode starts with, it's pretty easy, actually, I just sort of landed in it. That oh. is the follow-up to, I'm in banking, how'd you get into that? 
He oh. just landed in it, mm. which is, you know, which is a joke because he landed in a bake vault. Of course, he does frequently, yeah. But we've forgotten at this point because it's a new five minutes. It's and most, been six months, And yeah. most audiences kind of reset every five minutes. It's true. Yeah, so, I mean, they don't want to, you know, have the audience, you know, get too riled up. It's a small mistake on the filmmaker's part, I think. Uh, to not align exactly. It's, it can be fun, though, to have it be a be a bit of a, you know, a, every mistake a cliffhanger. Is an opportunity, too. Okay, let's listen to yeah. these, listen to this first scene here. As we as we close out the fray, doing their thing. <laughs> okay. Landed. Didn't you flunk algebra? No. Fiona, I'm gonna take my break now. That's Fiona. Fiona. There's Billy. Whoa. So you're back. Now what's your plan? Maybe gonna do some traveling. Was uh, thinking of maybe checking out Rome, actually. You were thinking of checking out Rome? Come on, you know that was my dream. Don't try to rub me off, okay? So come with me. So come with you? You're asking me to go to Rome? <laughs> I mean, only if you want to skip the boring parts. All it takes is $500. I laugh at the way that he uh, smiles every time. It it's great. so funny to it's me. It's perfect. It's it perfect. It is so funny to me. Uh, ooh, lots to dig into there. So um, let's see. He's continued to sip his Budweiser. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a great placement of that. Yep. He does the, this whole five minutes, it's, there's very few moments in these five minutes where he is not eating or drinking. Yeah. I really hated that. I did. I also <laughs> strongly disliked one part of it. Yeah, um, that he's in Italy but not eating pasta. Yes, that was that was what I objected to. Yeah, um, but yeah. So he's he's constantly he's just imbibing, you know, mm. constantly. Um, I, whether it's Budweiser or apples, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and then um, let's see. Um, anything else here? Cool. Uh, the the cool British guys in the crowd. We saw that. I really wonder. This is actually, I guess, how many scenes they film in Toronto. I mean, just to get like Jamie Bell, did you film that in the bar for that, or did they just get a different crowd that cuts in well with it? I think they might have actually filmed it just with like different yellow-shirted people in a related scene. Like they literally probably. I mean, a bar, uh, yeah, like a bar crowd scene. I don't think you want to film more than one bar crowd scene. Although I don't know, they've, there's enough scenes in. Oh, you think they filmed the like, crowd in I, this I, bar? I, I was, I'm, I'm, or I was, the other bar? I was joking that they're filming that in London. Yeah, and that was a sit. But they literally could have shot that at the same time. It's like, oh, now get some more yellow in the shot. Now this is going to be playing right. the Ann Arbor scene. Yeah, that's yeah, that's possible. Because they did film that. Wait, in, where was that? Was in, that was in Toronto? Toronto. It was, it was a British bar in Toronto. Right? Well, this bar is also in probably in Toronto. Yeah, or, we had to get a driver to, to get all the people to the other bar. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, the uh let's see so um do uh, skip the boring parts is a callback to her request earlier which is a, a callback to the filmmakers joking with each other i i i, I want to get into the jump in the commentary section really really uh for the moment okay. there's some crazy stuff that goes on here so okay. Great. further let's ado, listen let's let, let's listen uh here is uh here's the first thing this is this is i think talking about the boring parts but this is just kind of a general note great 
we're touching on a lot of sort of psychological issues that we're not that are not like the main points of the scenes or it's like if you're a jumper you would be impatient and you you would not be able to deal with waiting on a line or waiting for anything but we never dramatize that in a scene you just sort of the, you get that feeling over the course of watching the movie so i mean you start to say that's the boring stuff and you know we don't dramatize it would it be interesting if we showed him experiencing more boring stuff and and feeling and being, anguish and being bored with it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think a shot of him on the plane, yeah, absolutely, just like incredibly distraught at having yeah. to sit on a plane. This I do is, think which would is be probably funny. the first time he's been on a plane in ages. Oh yeah, depending on the logic of the movie, of course, we can get into we'll, the whole jump side controversy. Something we get into, yeah. Uh, but okay, here is a that bigger thing about the plane. boring parts, and we'll talk about this. Uh, uh, this goes first, then we'll get into more weird production details, but okay. You know, this scene, uh, like most things, used to be uh, significantly longer, but it was all, it all was built into into one scene, like getting to uh, skip the boring stuff and just realize, okay, we'll just skip the four scenes that Simon had written that were all just getting him to say, let's go to Rome. Well, we didn't entirely skip them. We filmed at least... What did we film? Um, them walking up to his uh, a, a, a part, her apartment and stuff like that. We got, you know, the basics of that. No? No, we no. shot, we, yeah, no, Doug, we did. We just with, with the... With, with, not with Rachel. Yes, not with Rachel. So that they, they, they went up to her apartment, mm. but not with Rachel. Hmm. So that sounds, that sounds a bit baffling, right? What did they mean by that? Well, I have more to say about this. This is actually something I should have realized uh, as far as the production details of the movie. I somehow blocked this out or I never learned it. Mm. And I've only now uh, re-familiarized myself with the lore of the production. This is insane. Uh, this is uh, the next part. I mean, we, we, uh, we recast um, the, uh, the, female role, Rachel Bilson, um, a little ways into production, because uh, right before we started shooting, we, we recast the whole film older. Uh, it was actually a note coming from Fox when they signed on, but I actually creatively agreed with it, which was, wouldn't the film be more interesting if the characters were older? Well, this isn't interesting, because this was a huge development that happened really weeks before we, if, if, if only, a week before, a week before we started shooting, and this is in the books and all previous incarnations of the script. We had, and, what and if he they was had twenty-five, not yeah. instead of eighteen, and you realize like you, eighteen. It wow. made the relationship a lot more interesting to me because, you know, you have baggage at twenty-five that you don't have at eighteen. And, and someone running away from their problems at twenty-five has a bigger issue than someone at seventeen, eighteen. We're all running away from our problems when we're teenagers. That's all what you do. You slam the door and you hide in your room. If you're twenty-five and still hiding in your room, you have a bigger issue, which just felt more dramatic. So hmm. th- this is a quarter-life, uh, a quarter-life crisis movie. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so so they recast the movie a week before production, and the original cast was jettisoned. Wow, the entirety of it. Well, the two main leads. Wow. Well, the thing, the who, do we know who? Well, yes, and I. Well, where has been? Well, actually, I don't know. It sounds like they jettisoned them in pieces. Actually, I've known before. There was famously casting. <laughs> cut them up. Yeah, cut them up in pieces. The bottom and then the top half. Uh, they almost cast someone else instead of Hayden. I, this is famous. Mm. This is famous jumper lore. You oh. know, who almost was David Rice jumper. Um, you know this. Uh, do I? I think you do. Eminem. Um, 
No. Eminem. I of course did not know that. The rapper? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Eminem was going to be the jumper? He got pretty far in casting. I think they were going to cast he'd, him. He'd be a great jumper. My and God. also, yeah. the Ann Arbor connection, I mean... The Ann Arbor <laughs> yeah, that's, Is that why he's in Ann Arbor? <laughs> well, that's why the movie's called... Because of Eminem? Yeah, he's called 8 Mile, because that's outside the 8 Miles of Detroit, is you go further, and you're like 30 <laughs> miles out, and then it's no, Ann Arbor. <laughs> No, but they're like, we're going to get a, you know, a, a semi-local guy. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't know how it got, ha- I mean, I, he was, I mean, this is a little bit after 8 Miles. So he, yeah. he, he had, Who's yeah. going to be the hmm. younger Samuel L. Jackson? Well. Oh, well, I, well, that, no, I don't think no, they would have recast. There's no, oh, no, no. It's it's about the romance. Mm. I don't, it's like, oh, this guy is 58. We need a guy who's 54. Mm. <laughs> Just imagining the Paladins being like 18 also. Oh, that'd be cool. Imagine, <laughs> be really imagine a high school show where it's like a high school drama, mm. but they're all, it's a Paladin high school. That's cool. And it's mostly just how they all learn to kill the jumpers. Paladin's got to go to high school, too, you know? Absolutely. Paladin High. Uh, here's the rest of it. You hear a little bit more about the details, and we'll get a little bit more afterwards. But it, it did, you know, just another suit. You're never gonna turns out that the initial actress, uh, Teresa, felt seven years younger than, than Hayden. So Lucas and Simon are right that we, we did shoot a, a, a follow-up scene to, to the bar scene. Um and we're on our way to shooting all of those boring scenes to lead you to why don't you come to Rome with us and then we recast it and we went back and had to reshoot the initial bar scene and that's when Simon came up with I thought it was a really kind of a a brilliant idea which is just to thematically chase like let's just skip the boring stuff and we're like oh we don't need those other four scenes so they ref wow. <laughs> they filmed the bar scene twice wow with least. different actors yeah, and it hmm. sounds like they had the original two actors, and then they recast Hayden, and then sh- I guess they kept her, but she seemed too young, so then they brought in Rachel Bilson. Uh. And if you don't know the lore, they met on the set, and they became a couple for like 15 years afterwards. Wait. Well, like, really? Less than, less like than that. Obi-Wan and this woman. Yeah, they have a daughter together. My, wh- oh, my God. They never married, but they have a daughter together. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so there is... You can see there's articles, uh, including Teresa Palmer still reeling from awful movie experience on Jumper. Wow! This is this was released at the time of uh, Me Too, uh, but uh, just offhand, the actor who was originally cast was Tom Sturridge. Ah, uh, you know, oh, t- that sounds familiar. He was in the boat that rocked, aka Pirate <laughs> oh, Radio. Oh, Pirate Radio, yeah, yeah. This That's isn't cool. Eminem though. No, He's not. No, Tom no, Sturridge that, is not. Yeah, Eminem people make that mistake. Tom Sturridge. Famously, uh, Eminem's real name is Tom Sturridge. <laughs> he's he's known for playing Allen Ginsberg on On the Road, which mm. I'm not sure I knew that movie existed. Sure, uh, the boat that rocked far from the Madden crowd. Not known for this. He was he was in Jumper and then uh, and then and famously then. known for being in Jumper briefly. Yeah, but the lines Teresa Palmer reeling from awful movie experiences on Jumper, mm. 2016. She was relieved when she was replaced in Jumper because she had a terrible experience on film set. The Warm Bodies star, she was later in Warm Bodies, which I believe was a zombie, Zomcom, mm. Mm. Uh, was just 19 when she landed the role in the time-traveling drama, and she still can't believe what was asked of her as she started shooting with director Doug Lyman and stars Hayden Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson. There's been things on this movie that were sexist and not professional at all, the Australian Access told Grazia magazine. I cannot believe today that a 19-year-old girl was put in such an awful position. It was the biggest relief I got replaced on the movie. For two or three months, I was I was attached to it. I could not sleep. I thought I was losing my mind. I decided to quit and go back to Adelaide. 
There's different articles earlier where she basically got canned from the movie and she thought her career was over and she just mm-hmm. moved out to Adelaide. And, and she's like, I, I wish the jumper happened, but apparently she had a, a, a terrible time on set and unclear exactly who she's uh, pointing fingers at. But I well, well is it, I, it wasn't totally clear from that. Was she was she saying the nature of the of the film, like the actual like the the situations the character is in in the film, or is she talking about the production and like you know? Stuff? It's unclear. I mean, I well, I was, assume the latter. Uh, well, th- I mean, that's what I assume if it was part of a, a Me Too, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, of, there's stuff like you know, is it sexually explicit stuff happening in the scenes? I mean, like the. What is was that well? But there was a line there that made it sound like that she's or, talking about or, like yeah. the or off, um, off on screen or off screen is like is I guess the key yeah, question. That's what I don't know. But I mean, I I mean, it's I I, I mean, it's not like the st- strongest female character in a film. I disagree <laughs> with that, but <laughs> um, uh, you know, but uh, I it's I mean, it's not like atrociously bad, but um, I don't know. It's like what was asked of me. Yeah. You know, it's 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 you know, it kind of reminds me of like James Cameron in the Abyss, where he basically kind of ki- almost killed all of his cast by just like, hey, why don't you go underwater? <laughs> just kind of like basically almost drowned you every day for for years. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's a physical thing. Yeah. I don't. I. Uh, I mean, Doug Lyman hadn't, we'll have hadn't to, got we'll, me too. We'll, we'll have to dig into this. There's a lot of people in the in the thing. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to continue digging. We'll uh, dig him. Hashtag uh, justice for Teresa. Uh, but okay. The other thing is the music that that swells at the end. Uh, do you know what this uh, is? Well, yeah. The first, oh, oh, the end of this scene. Yeah. It sounded like I, I wrote down. Um, I wrote down annoying REM song question mark. Um, it's not REM. Well, I just when I hear whiny people singing, I think REM. But. Well, this is the remaining uh, aspect, which is extremely Canadian, which <laughs> makes me wonder what happened. Uh, are you familiar with the tragically hip? No. The tragically hip. Uh, the Tragically Hip, our Canadian band, the uh, the lead singer is named Gord, which is very, <laughs> extremely, extremely Canadian. Uh, he's now dead. Don't oh, say Gord oh. Downey uh, died. <laughs> Gord. died. <laughs> I thought you were describing Gord, Gord Downey. No, oh, oh Downing. Oh, I think oh, I said D- Downey. <laughs> oh, Downey. Yeah, I think yeah Downey. Yeah, uh, yeah it's right there. Uh, he is the, the first paragraph ends. He's revered by many as an inspiring and influential artist in Canada's oh, music history. G O R D. Okay, sorry. I thought it was G O U R D. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Are you, Gord is like the most stereotypical the, Canadian really? name. Oh, really? That's a real Canadian name. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Mm. All I have right. no idea. I guess I know if more kids in the hall always reference Gord's. I also assumed it was a single name. I, I thought you were saying the lead Gord singer. <laughs> no, I thought you were saying the lead singer goes by a single name, share style. Gord. Yes. <laughs> single name yeah. is Gord. Gord. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. G O U R D. Okay. So, anyways, this is a Canadian band. This the is- tragically hip. Okay. I did try and look up the lyrics, and I couldn't find. Well, I also did, and yeah. I succeeded. <laughs> yeah. Not to not to brag too yeah. much, but you're yeah. better with lyrics than I am. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I, I uh, also. Can Consulted other information such as IMDb's soundtrack section to get more information. Right, I thought about doing that, but yeah, I, I thought didn't. about it and then I did. Yeah, nice. uh, that's the key. This song, "Ahead by a Century," mm. this actually has a Wikipedia page. Uh, it was number one hit uh, on two charts, and those two charts were the Canadian uh, the Canadian singles chart and the Canadian mm. rock alt chart. Mm. Number one, it uh, did not chart in America. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Uh, so that's it's a huge song, I suppose. In Canada, yeah. I mean, of uh, this might so be. So how? I mean, is this just like it's a Canadian band? I think this is their only number one hit in Canada, at least on their singles chart. Right. I'm more wondering how it gets in the in the film. 
I suspect it's related to the fact they were filming in Canada. <laughs> I don't. Is this a Canadian movie in any way? Like it was or, made in. I mean, it was not made entirely like, in Canada, like but it most was, movies set yeah. in New York. You film it in Canada because no, Toronto's I, close. I understand that. What I mean is, is anyone in a leadership position on the production themselves Canadian? This original screenwriter went to school in Ann Arbor, so I believe he's an American. It's close, I guess, though. Yeah, you just Doug Hyman is a New Yorker. So I don't, I don't know. I don't huh. think, I don't think people are. Uh, what? I mean, and the thing too, you have a soundtrack. The sound that's a. A separate piece. The person who selects the soundtrack, right? You know, it could be the filmmaker. Well, the, oh, it could be anyone. But director I'm, signs off. Director signed off. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, the only thing I could think is like there's some some connection happened when they were actually filming on location at this Canadian bar that resulted in this song being the song, right? I think so. I think it was in, like in that. The it was like box. Like that. Yeah. Is, like it was perfect. playing in the bar, and they're like, "Oh, this actually is. This actually matches. Let's use it." You know, that's what that's what got Hayden to smile the way he did. At right. The end of the scene. Exactly. Canadian yeah. music rights are just cheaper in the same way possible, that possible. Canadian film sets are cheaper. Canadian radio, and they they actually demand their local radio stations can, play can, 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 can a radio. Can, 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 can a, radio. radio. Can, Canadian radio. Canadian radio. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's possible. I don't yeah. know. Can you? Can you? <laughs> can you hire I'll, I'll make a few calls. We'll find out. Yeah. Let's get some. Well, are you thinking about you're going to license Canadian we should music license next time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a for, for E-Bart. classic filmmaker trick. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's everything from the original. There's the stuff about. Um, there's the stuff about algebra and banking. Uh, yeah. Talk about it later. We'll get to it later. Yeah, I think we should get to that later. She says she thinks he flunked algebra. He says he doesn't. But he never lies, so we that we know that's true. Well, anything <laughs> anything more about their exchanges about uh, him ripping off her dream? Oh, that yeah, yeah, it's fine. I thought that was weird. Like I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, I think I for a series of conversations where the filmmakers are trying to demonstrate they have chemistry. I thought the exchange around like you ripped off my idea or whatever was like <laughs> it's clunky was dialogue. particularly clunky. Yeah, uh, but, but it's, re- it's real chemistry. It, yeah, I mean, underlying it, we know there's deep chemistry there. Because it just seems so <laughs> sad. I, I I didn't remember this about, but I remember. No, when it, he's not sad. He's cool. Is that just <laughs> his face or like? No, I, he's cool. He's being cool. Okay, it is, it is weird. Yeah. Like, he like that's the thing. We have to make him older, like 25. He does seem like he's kind of like a. 30s wreck already like he like seems kind of like washed out we described as frankenstein before i I don't know like you were like come to rome with me let's go you know like he's not seem suave he seems he seems extremely uh, like the way he smiles at the end he seems dead inside it's extremely weird he he doesn't seem excited about this this is a really exciting thing he's doing right like as so far as i understand in the scope of the plot yeah he does he hasn't really reveal to anyone that he has the ability to go wherever he wants whenever he wants and he's like inducting this woman in sort of to if not the inner circle of his conspiracy like the the middle layer a little bit right like come hang out with me in rome for a long time this is like a risky exciting thing for him to be doing well, right this also this also goes to the main idea which is the filmmakers talked earlier it's like they don't want they want to have a cool hero who's like oh i don't care about people i just do like they didn't want him like I'm still pining over my high school crush. Mm. They wanted him to kind of yeah. move. He's past beyond it. it, and he's like, "You can come with me or not. I'm going." Yeah, which is a question. Which like, is really cool. Why? He said the thing like, "Is the fact he asks her more the fact? Oh, he's just checking off little things in his list. Like, oh yeah, I'll probably do. I'll, I'll probably be do doing this. different stuff next week. Yep. But this week, asking old high school crush to go to Rome. Yeah, that's kind of cool for now. I yeah. suppose. Yeah, that's that's what you want. Yeah, in a protagonist that you that everyone likes. 
Um, so, which is the fact, like you think me more flippant, but he does seem very kind of like flop sweaty, like an investor. Oh yeah. Well, he's also yeah, he seems nervous we, too. Yes. Well, we know he's nervous because he spent like you know an hour sipping a, a Budweiser. Yes, you know, like, in the corner. That's the thing. He is not cool when he says like, "Okay, I drink my drink, I can leave." <laughs> like he actually seems very flop sweaty. Is you know? this intentional? Like they do they intend to portray someone who is trying to seem cool but isn't? Or no. he's supposed to be cool. He the movie is. The I mean, primarily movie the, wants him to be cool. The main theme of the movie is how Hayden cool he Christensen is. is cool. Yes. He is so not cool in this. <laughs> well, there's also. There's kinda, an, no, I mean, he's kind of really cool. Okay, he can teleport, which yeah. Okay, yeah. we have to grant is very cool. I mean, him chowing down on the on the sub sandwich oh, is also. Yeah. I mean, that's super. Have cool. You, have you seen that scene? I oh. haven't. Oh. He's on. He's on the Sphinx. For the second time in the movie. The first time he's just kind of hanging out and standing. The second time he's eating the sub sandwich. And this is toasted. That's kind of this cool. is toasted. It's a Quiznos. Actually, yeah. Quiznos I loved Quiznos. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's a su- Subway. Wait, it's a Subway? It's a, oh, oh no, it's sorry. It's Subway toasted. They outbid it Quiznos. Was the, it was this the duel. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Sphere. It's been a while. Um, yeah, uh, and um, yes, and and he's just he's just chowing down on it. Oh, it's just a that is bowl. okay. I'll, I'll get that. Living, it's really cool, but he's sitting on top of the Sphinx. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the weird thing with the movie is the movie could just be about him being cool for at least another hour, yeah. and they kind of shifted into this gear. I don't right. know. It yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's what it is. Okay, second. Okay, next scene. Next scene. Well, we gonna, are gonna listen to it we're very soon. Here we hear the tragically hip soar. Yep. Oh, what a song! Yeah. What a song! As we go over the roofs of Rome, let's go to that and then go into the next scene. Yes. Uh, which is in the next sub scene, which is the Rome Hotel. Rome Hotel. Rome Hotel. Roma. What a song. This is so cool. <laughs> On location. It certainly appears to be on location. Bunjong. I got it. I'll take it. Thank you. Did you like it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gives a little smile. Yeah. What is the CIA? Okay. I love so, this movie because nothing yeah. captures the 2008 vibes. You know, like yeah. this is like, this is so, no one acts like that anymore. It's so good. Uh, by the way, this is Kay's issue, Stanford. This is the second hour of Earful of Jumper, where we break open and analyze the seventh five minutes of the movie Jumper. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. That's true. Uh, okay. They're in Rome. Um, they're in Rome. In Roma. So, uh, sub, so, sub scene one. Yes. Flying in over Roma. Anything to say? No. I don't. I mean, I could look at the trajectory where they went. I don't. Didn't go that far. I would say only that they should have briefly cut to just a picture of him sitting in a chair on yeah, the plane. Like yeah. I didn't need anything more than that. Just in a the second. studios, they must have a, a airplane fuselage that you can surely shoot. Yeah, surely. Yes. <laughs> Ideally, an open fuselage. There, there's, there's weirdos on like TikTok who have cheap airplane fuselages. They shoot dumb skits in all and, the time. And not only that, surely Hayden Christensen flew on a plane many times just to shoot this movie. They could have just snuck it in. You know? He probably had to license that. And ah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if it's a good camera, too, at the time, it probably, you, know, you need a big old camera That's to true. do stuff. 
Uh, okay, so they're in Rome. Uh, do you want to talk about the location? Oh, wow. Do you want to talk about uh, uh, their their interactions uh, with staff? I what? only want to talk about backpack logistics. Yes, I yeah. want to talk about the backpack. <laughs> Are we thinking the same thing well, here? Yeah, well, probably, yes, well, definitely. I th- I well, just, let's say it at the same time. So ready? Three, three two, one. Why does is he it need in a the bad backpack? <laughs> okay, what? Well, my 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 question is about the evolution. Okay, the answer is we were not thinking the same well, thing. What, what, I didn't even hear what you said. What did you oh, say? Oh, I said, why is it in the trunk? And you said, uh, why does he need a backpack at all? Oh, well, 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 well. Okay, I believe that there is narrative. There's As an audience, we're supposed to piece two and two together. Yeah. He's and, used backpacks in the past to yeah, do things well, like... we talked a lot about backpacks in the last episode. Sure, remember? of course. I don't remember at all. <laughs> okay, well, let me refresh your memory. Okay. So, okay, the last episode, well, t- the last two episodes, he escaped by the skin of his teeth from his New York apartment from Roland Cox, the paladin. Oh, and stuffing he, a bunch of cash in a backpack. Stuffing a bunch of cash in his backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's two things here. One is... I, he doesn't have a whole lot of resources. I mean, he could start robbing banks again. He continue. He does this repeatedly. Uh, he's got to have stashes elsewhere, though. You would hope so, but also he's very stupid, and I'm not he's sure he would. Pretty competent at what he does. He's not, in banking. Not compared to he doesn't. Not he compared flunked, to book he, he flunked algebra. Let's be serious. He sure. landed in banking. He landed in the banking. Uh, in the book, book jumper has so much good logistics. Uh, it's logistics the book over here so but to describe how he squirrels his money away and such oh so yeah. many so much so much so much uh, but in this okay last episode so yeah. he gets a backpack he's in our arbor and he goes Arn back in our arbor and we know he is constantly n- without his backpack he goes to Millie's mom's house without his backpack yeah. so I guess he leaves it in the water tower no he leaves I think uh, well, then later oh, he goes yeah, to the bar right. with we a backpack and as he fights now. with Mark Kobold yeah. he gets into a fist fight and he just drops his backpack mm-hmm. on the floor as he gets in the fist fight. It's like, mm. wow, that's you. That is your lifeline, you know. Uh-huh. And he and as he goes upstairs to talk, I'm not even sure he's recovered his backpack at this point. I'm not sure you can see in the scene. I don't see the backpack. Uh, I don't see it either. But it could be by his feet here or something. I don't know. Could um, be by his feet. Yep. I don't know. Antarctica. But this thing, yeah, you see, that's the thing. He could jump anywhere, anytime, and just pop it somewhere. But in the course of a little over ten hours, he went from being extremely lax. Well, in Ann Arbor, who's what's he got to worry about? Oh, so he just races against Italians. Yeah, you're saying yes. Okay. Yeah. So like he says, oh, in Arbor, no one would steal your backpack. Yeah, that's but right. In Roma, in Roma it's, a, uh, it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, so but no, but okay. My question it, though, but, but I guess what I was saying is, I wasn't yeah. thinking that. I thought perhaps he had. A bad experience of almost losing his backpack in Ann Arbor, yeah. and he's lost his lesson, and now he's oh, like wow, extremely neurotic about it. And this, but that's this, my this is one of the boring parts. Though, these what? are people for like I thought the whole premise of this was like this is a man who, like the world, this is oyster. He can take whenever he wants. He can go well, wherever. Until right. the paladins came in the picture. Oh, that's I, true. I yeah. guess, but he's still like a god in here. Yeah. You know? So he loses the backpack. What? What's the big deal? He can get more money. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He could, but the so, uh, the paladin, the paladins, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So I read it more as he's worried about someone discovering what's in the backpack mm. and being suspicious about him. He got through customs, <laughs> sure, with a backpack full it's of cash. It's just money, yeah. right? Yeah, it's I mean, money, and I, I other like he's got. Uh, although he could a bunch have, of if other this valuable would be stuff. an issue with customs, he could have stashed his backpack back in. Yeah, Ann that's probably. Should go to the bathroom in the airport, jump to Roma. Yeah, backpack now in Roma. Yeah, jump back, take the flight. He's yeah. pretty stupid, yep. but I think he would do at least that much. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I would yeah. not want to take 
hundreds of thousands of dollars in money that has been robbed from banks through customs. You know, I wouldn't either, but yeah, would you, okay, that's let's, us. Let's what about Paul. you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm just shocked that he sat through the <laughs> so, flight at all. So you're neutral on whether you would take hundreds of thousands of dollars. I would have jumped it to Rome, okay. and yeah, I would have okay. told my date, "Here's the ticket. I'll meet you there. I have business because I'm a banker." You know, <laughs> yeah. like it just doesn't make sense to me that he would actually sit on the plane. Well, well, well that okay. sounds suspicious. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'll take a different airplane." <laughs> or it's like I have business in Italy. Uh, yeah. I, I got I got a I got a Concord. You you can be a, you can have this normal plane. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's the premise of the parent trap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there two hours earlier. I'll get some. Well, coffee. you don't say that. No. <laughs> I got business. Yeah, he's a banker, right? He would never lie about something like that. Okay, so I got a private jet. Sorry, I'll get you on first class. I'll Goldman see you tomorrow. Sachs is flying me to Geneva. Well, you know? and the other thing is, if this has the logic, it's never been clear whether the logic about acquiring jump sites happens in the movie. In the book, it's very clear. If you jump someplace, you have to have been there before. Uh-huh. So, in, if you're jumping to new places, which means in the movie. he he does probably fly in order to acquire new jump sites. Absolutely, yeah. So it's not it's not like he doesn't fly at all ever. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, and I think that's so. Either he's been to Rome in the past, or this is first Maybe trip this to Rome. Is his first trip to Rome. It's quick, possible. Quick trip to Rome. Could be first trip to Rome. Yeah. Okay. So, to my question though, please. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it in the trunk? Why is it in the trunk? If he's so attached to this backpack, why is he? Why does he not have it with him in the back seat versus putting it's it in the a, trunk? It's a, it's a minivan hatchback. Yeah, that's basically right behind you, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, like, it what, just seems like he goes from like not at all thinking about it to incredibly protective about it. I mean, maybe he I would forgets not, about it. I would it, not but, worry about logistics. I'd actually worry mostly about being, you know, thoughtless and just right. kind of losing track of it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he, he has done that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I do agree with that part. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, then anything else in the in the well, exchange well, oh it is weird also oh, other weird thing it's weird how long the staff member tries to hold on to it oh yeah the little fight <laughs> oh. over the bag so strange <laughs> yeah like, and the little smile he gives as he tries to downplay that he's yanked the backpack back from the valet right it kills me and the valet is like okay sir whatever you know but like but the valet put up a fight it well, was think, it's is not this, is this a joke into like it's a joke on one he loves that backpack because there's a lot of money in it, and also, boy, those those bell hops really want their tips, you know. So they really, they're oh, really fighting. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's a subtle joke. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a, it's a subtle it's a service movie. worker mm. commentary from the director. Yeah, it's Could class be. warfare against the service workers. I think so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shooting location. You know what this uh, is? Uh, Roma. It is in Rome. You know where in Rome it is? Um, no. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, the Piazza de Repubblica. Mm, okay. This is called the uh, the Fountain uh, of, uh, of 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 Nyads. Oh. Uh, the okay. Nyad Fountain. Uh, what? Oh no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about the Nyad Fountain. Uh, it's oh, it's right in the heart of Roma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this got this got this got pages. You know, you can go to Piazza de uh, Piazza del Repubblica. Uh, and the thing about the okay, so the at the time this was filmed. Uh, mm. This uh, this hotel was called the Excedra Boscolo Luxury. Mm. The Excedra Boscolo Luxury Hotel. It is not called that anymore. Okay. Uh, it is now the Anantara Palazzo Nayadi Rome Hotel. Okay. Uh, so it's been renamed after the Nayad. After the movie Jumper. After the movie. Oh, that'd be <laughs> wow. so cool. 
actually this this more than being the filming location of the movie Jumper, this this is famous. This 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 hotel is actually famous for uh, one thing, which is movie adjacent. Uh, and you can find this in different uh, if you search news articles. This is actually our first stop. It's actually in the Wikipedia pages. Uh, Cuomo's girlfriend. Well, let's close this. This is one of the worst websites. <laughs> Cuomo's girlfriend staying in Rome suite, uh, and then she actually flees the hotel room. So she was booked in this hotel. Oh. So she was booked in room 446. Yep. Room 446 at the Excedra Boscolo Luxury. Is the jumper suite. I, well, there, I think they're on the second floor. Uh, I, I don't know. I would love to get the number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was booked in the room 446. This is the room where James Gandolfini had a fatal heart attack. Wow. He died in this hotel. Well, he wow. he was pronounced dead at the hospital, yeah. but it's likely he died at the hotel. Wow! So that's that's something. You that's know? something. Uh, they they huh. later filmed mm. they later filmed uh, scenes from the House of Gucci here. Jumper was mm. filmed here. Yep. But you know, uh, then you know, James Gandolfini, you know, died there. Room four forty seven. Pretty wow. incredible. Uh, it was. The, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Well, this was this, this the the actual hotel was built itself in in eighteen eighty seven on the site of ancient Roman baths. Oh. It's called the Excedra, and that is uh, a term. And I never really knew about this uh, term, the Excedra of the Baths of Diocletian, mm. uh, one of the emperors. And Excedra is basically like this kind of shape, you know, kind of like it curves around. That's called like an Excedra, a, like an oval. Kind of, like, it's like kind of, a half oval. Like a half oval. Like a almost. semicircle. It's a semicircular architectural recessor platform. So okay. Crowned with a semi dome, but this was around the old baths, and apparently you can see the old baths from the basement of the hotel. Ooh, creepy. Pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, so it was called, you know, it was called the Excedra Bosculo, but now it's named after the the Nayad Fountain, the Nayad, the Antanara Palazzo. Antanara. It was at the time. Uh, this was part of the. Uh, it was, I, I guess, part of the uh, Boscolo series. Later acquired by Marriott as part of the Autograph Collection in sure. 2011. Vardy collected in 2017. Renamed sure. the Palazzo Nayadi. Part of the Dedica Anthology. And then later, it was part of the NH Collection by Convivo. So there you go. Incredible amount of detail on this. Well, well done. I mean, it's an incredible hotel. Yeah. Uh, I, I was reading reviews about this. The reviews mostly positive. It's a five star hotel. Does anyone mention Jumper in the reviews? Oh, I didn't see that. You, you didn't on search for Jumper. Well, it's very hotel? hard to search the text of reviews. Uh, what was was that a question? Do you go on TripAdvisor and just like look through? That was yeah. That was one of the places I looked. Amazing. I do research for the show. Well, I, and you didn't I think to search for Jumper? Well, I, I was... No one is like, oh, I wanted I wanted to go here since I saw it in the movie Jumper. I went... And I, the, yeah. most, most of the stuff was like... Most was very positive. I looked at... I looked I'm sure of, it's a great hotel. Why are mid- we talking about it still? Because <laughs> it's the whole five minutes about this hotel. Oh, no. There's more about these five minutes. Nah, it's most about this hotel. All right. Uh, there's pretty cool. I looked at the floor plan and stuff. You can see... <laughs> you know, here's the bottom of it. You yeah. know, you can see... Uh, they have this is a good website called connect.socialtables.com. Yep. There are nine meeting rooms nice. in, in this hotel. That's good to have. You know, so now you can see this is the Salazza Dioclenziano. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It uh it seats uh it seats two hundred people. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Is Pre- that that's we should have JumperCon there. <laughs> I, we should have JumperCon in the Salazza Dioclenziano. Uh but um, okay, there there we are. We're okay. In, there's so, no, there's a subway stop here too. It's called Republica. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so speaking of research, I saw I, I caught a glimpse of your iPad earlier, okay. and it had something on it you haven't mentioned, and I'm surprised you haven't, which is you were looking up uh, 
plane flights from Ann Arbor oh, to yes, Roma. Like, uh, Roma. Yeah, I was yeah. looking that up too. Uh, so the question is, can you believe 10 hours ago we were in Ann Arbor? Mm, yeah, and could they? Could they? And the thing about, okay, so there are, I'd say, two things I noticed. There is essentially no way to go from Ann Arbor Airport to essentially anywhere. Sure. Certainly not to Europe. Yeah. You have to go to Detroit. Yeah. But so Detroit's close. It's pretty close. Yeah. So How far by car? How long I think less than an hour. Oh, okay. So they drove to Detroit. Sure. Yeah. And there must be a direct Detroit to Roma. No? Not. At least right now, there is no nonstops. Well, but this was the golden age of flight. 2008. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Uh but yeah, so I'll say this right now. Right now, from Detroit, with one stop, usually in Frankfurt for like a one-hour mm. stop. Yeah, you're talking about uh, you know ten to twelve hours. So she okay. could have been rounding down. Yep. But there, it's doable. Actually, forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Oh, super easy. And maybe getting the airport might be quicker even. Wow. Uh, but that's so. I'd say if you're not being specific, if you're saying you must get there less than ten hours. Mm. I'd say that's going to be tough, especially today. Yeah. But in 2008, golden age of travel. Yep. Uh, plus, you know, perhaps you're a little bit loose. Yeah. yeah. I think about 10 hours is not unreasonable. Yeah. Who gives the 10-hour figure in the in the scene? Is it Millie? Yeah, Millie's making just a, one of those great observations. Says, uh. Can you believe 10 hours ago we're in Ann Arbor? Oh, so it's uh. backwards looking. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Tricky. Which is also like, I mean, that is always true about travel. You know, it's like 10 hours... Uh, the qu- there's two things. One is observation. Can you believe I only met you yesterday and now we're in Rome? That's more yeah. interesting to me than can you believe that 10 hours before we landed in Rome, we were in the place we originated? Sure. I mean, they're from? just That's saying it to be- explain what's happening. But yeah. <laughs> what, is- you, would the audience be confused? Not that yeah. Well? Honestly, yeah. it's the kind of remark I make myself <laughs> while traveling. So I, I can totally see it. All right. Uh, just a little bit more constructive criticism. Uh, end of tunnel vision at a line at the end. <laughs> Can you believe an hour and a half ago we, we were, were starting? In, we were in, in Milbray. <laughs> Milbray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at SFO an hour and a half ago. Now we're here. Yeah, I think th- I think that's that- great. I think that'll work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe actually every maybe fifteen to twenty minutes. Actually, that could be good. <laughs> I think I should also remind the audience what movie they're watching. <laughs> Absolutely, every so often. Yeah, I think that could work. So, okay, but then this brings up a larger issue here, which, okay. I mean, maybe this doesn't come into play until the next scene here, but... Um, well, I want to get into logistics after we hear the Roland Cox line. Okay, okay. Because you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just going to say right now, it is bright daylight well, in Roma. Let's... Okay, let's all right. Ta- let's all right. Wait we'll table that for now. <laughs> okay, wait, all right. Let's wait till sidewalk time with Roland, okay. and then we'll get yep. into logistics, because we have a lot to talk about Okay, that. okay. Very good. Whole can of worms. Uh, that's Ooh. basically all I got for the for this area. Yeah, that's all. That's all. So we're next going to go to the New York City Police Station, um, which yeah. we've unfortunately just missed. But, you know, we'll get it next time around here. We'll get it next time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is uh, the DEA uh, is posted on the wall. Oh. You see that? oh, I didn't catch DEA. I did see the map in New York. Well, you know, what, New York you know what DEA stands for, right? The Drug Enforcement Agency. No, the Detectives Endowment Association. Oh, all right. Oh, DAA. DEA. Oh, wait, DEA, a different DEA. Yeah, D- wow. Detective oh. Endowment Association. Oh, they're getting a 2023 uniform allowance. <laughs> so, I mean, this is kind of like making sure this is the local police, I oh, suppose. So it's, but it's specifically detectives versus, well, so it's def, it's New York City police, but it's like, it's like this is a detective situation. This isn't like yeah. routine questioning. Yeah, so um, I think canonically and then filming location they are filmed in a new york city police detective's office i don't know how that works exactly i don't know either i've never uh, never never been uh, never it, been questioned 
but it's not it's not federal it's not uh, it's not like the port authority right you know i, yeah. I, I think they have their own police right or something i mean i don't know why the port authority would port authority has their own like military yeah yeah <laughs> Um, the, um, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I just saw there's a, I mean, I just saw the New York City map on the wall. That's all I was, you know. And well, I, I saw the, the opening was yeah. an establishing shot of, of New, New York. York. I missed that. And oh, then I was yeah. looking at the, at the map on the wall and then I said, ah, this is New York. That would be funny if you sent to someplace <laughs> that was not New York, but, um. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was first trying to figure out if it was Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I looked up, I don't know, this was early this I morning. Mean, that, that would be... That would be something which would still give him a lot of trouble. If like you disappear from the bar, yeah. and then you ended up in the vault of the local Ann Arbor Bank, which honestly <laughs> yeah, sure. would probably get him in more trouble because it is less. It's mysterious. more. Yeah, right. It's more likely that could have actually happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. I think the uh, well, I did look up a map of Ann Arbor, and then was like, nope, that does not look like what's on that wall. And then I looked closer what was on that wall, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's Manhattan. <laughs> Well, it's an entire metro area. You see it's, Staten Island. No, I know, but just that's the part that was clear, which is uh, indistinctive. Uh, but just it's a good process of elimination uh, yeah. for a map, right? Which is you look at a map. You first ask, is that Ann Arbor? Hmm. And then if it's not Ann Arbor. That's my first step that every is, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, but let's talk about this scene, which we're which we'll hear in a few minutes here. Yes. I mean, it's worth mentioning here. This this. Um, Roland Cox, as a paladin, has no legitimate authority at all. Really? Right. He pretended to be an NSA agent. Now he's pretending to be a CIA agent. This really agent. confused me when I watched this scene because I couldn't remember if he was like real government or not from when I first he's watched it. He's very him. good at pretending that he's real government. As, he, I, I don't understand real, how this could be government. allowed. Well, well, it's not, but he gets not. around it. Yeah. What if... like? Okay, maybe we should watch the scene first. I just had a lot of questions. Okay, about let's this watch scene. the scene. He has near infinite resources. Is yeah. that fair to? The thing is, he has no. He's a. He has good, realistic human hand-to-hand combat. His good tooling. Uh, he has almost unlimited resources. <laughs> yes, I would for describe human... him as realistic human hand-to-hand combat. That's, that's exactly <laughs> absolutely, <what> absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he. Uh, like any he he was he is funded to no extent. It is implied heavily by the Catholic Church. The oh, right. church? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. he needs is like a buddy, you know? Like it's weird he's just there alone. He has a son. Oh, okay. Toby. No, no, a buddy like a partner a, a, his son's a, his buddy. No, just like to sort of make it more believable you're saying that he's with an Yeah, it's weird it's just one guy shows up at your office and demands to you're talk gonna to you. You're going to be you're going to be suspicious. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it too like like if you imagine a religious cultist shows up at the police station and wants to talk to someone and pretends to be CIA, I mean, like, most of the time you think they kind of deal with that. And the thing is, like, I think Samuel L. Jackson is, he does have a good authority presence. And he's and, got the good realistic hand-to-hand uh, yeah. human combat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Here we go. New York. I'm afraid that's classified. Really? Well, then I'm afraid I'm going to have to see a federal warrant because I don't believe you are who you say you are. Certainly. Got the. He punched him. He punched him. Mark is in the room. Great. Another cop. He's being recorded. He's no longer being recorded. It's a movie about filmmaking. <laughs> so, Mark, tell me what happened at the bank. Told them already. It's just another suit. You're never going to believe me. Says here you were beamed into the vault. 
You want to laugh about it? Go ahead. Have a laugh. You hear me laughing? The girl's name is Millie Harris. She boarded a plane to Rome 16 hours ago, and she didn't go alone. Harris. Millie Harris. Harris. Okay. Mm. I have a lot of questions. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot, have of, a lot of answers. Well, okay, so here's the first question. Yeah. I, I was, okay. Do you hear him laughing? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. Nope. At okay. no point do I hear him laughing. The answer is Does no. he laugh in this film at all? Every other scene he laughs. Yeah, a okay. Lot. Yeah, that's what I thought. This yeah. is a notable scene. It's the yeah. only scene he stops laughing. Wait, okay. really? Like he's a he's a funny guy outside of these five minutes. He's like the Joker. Oh. Yeah, it's an evil laugh. It's an evil laugh. Uh, uh, the uh, detective, by the way, I assume he's a detective. He's yeah. playing close. Uh, that is uh, played by Tony Napo. Okay. Tony Napo also cool. played Gus in the in the, in in Saw Two. That's his biggest role. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, pretty All cool. Right. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, he goes in. He talk. He has the binder full of it. The binder, if you read, it's. I wish it was a little bit easier to read. But if you go frame by frame, it kind of is blurry. Uh, you do see he was breaking and entering. He was charged with. Mm. Uh, well, we know that didn't happen. Rolling. Cock- he did enter, I guess. He and he, I mean, he probably broke something. Wait, he, so broke can, can he, he broke the floor. He broke the floor a little bit. Yeah. Actually, mm. like. Who's that guy? It's Mark Coble. Mark is Mark Coble. So, like, did he get teleported into a bank? Or he like, did. Yeah, yeah. Is he just like some regular guy who's he's, accidentally yeah. teleported? He's the, he's the jumper's nemesis. He's he's a bad guy. He's a yeah. bully. He's a back bully. back in back in middle school or high school. High school. He threw a snow globe into the ice and almost killed David Jumper Rice. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. So, like, as punishment, our jumper has stranded him in a bank. Yeah. Well, that's because later he was rude and he slapped uh, Millie. Uh, like, well, he slapped her butt. You gotcha. Know. You know, you I know see. I you see. Know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, he was a bit rude. So he got in a fight, and then part of the fight, he's like, "Well, I can just, I can beat you up, or I could also send you to, to, to a bank vault in New York and ruin your life." Nice. And he, that's what he chose to do. You know, just, just part of the uh, David. And uh, it's working. It's so working far. so well. <laughs> so, um, they okay. The the thing is, he, Roland Cox says to him, "Do you?" Uh, like this says you were beamed into it, which is like I would say like it probably, it probably says he claims he was beamed into it. Um, do you think that's how he describes the experience he had? I was beamed into it. I, it's what, a weird way to describe your experience of suddenly ending I'm up just, in a bank vault. Like the person but, taking the deposition, not deposition. What do you mm-hmm. call it? You know, is it de- testimony? A, testimony. Yeah, mm. they're taking the testimony. If if a person says, "Oh yeah, I was teleported there," do they say person was teleported there? <laughs> I could believe that guy yeah. could have said beamed just yeah. for the lack of any other word for it's it. It's a word. Yeah, it's absolutely a word. Uh, but yeah, he was he was he was beamed into it. Well, I mean, well, Rolling could be like even if it says he claims he's beamed into it. Rolling could say. You were beamed into it. Yeah, you know he's trying to ingratiate him because, like at this point, like this scene is very much a psychological study of Mark Colbold really losing faith in society. Mm. He, like he, th- mm. yeah, like, it's everyone's just a suit. Yeah, everyone's man. a suit. He's not even wearing a suit. It's an indictment. He's not wearing. That's true. He's wearing like a little like he's got an overcoat on. You couldn't be sure at all. He's, he's got a little button-up shirt with a little. Doesn't mean anything. That, mm, no tie, no tie. And back then, that's before Obama went tieless all the time. Uh, but I mean that's the thing like corporate America just doesn't respect teleporting that's true yeah alright uh, and then um, should we talk about what's on the table oh yeah I yeah. was thinking about that a lot yeah right you getting thirsty when you watch that <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> it's not, well, the, well I think well this is a uh, filmmakers know this when yes. you make a movie every five minutes you know you want to continually show 
beverages on screen so the audience doesn't get too thirsty. Oh, yeah. 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 This explains a lot. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I would say everything is on the table, but specifically on this table, we see a coffee cup. Oh, absolutely, coffee cup. Yeah, okay. Tea? No, no way. Yeah, it says tea. It's a little tea. Well, no, no, no. My my alternate theory is it could be a coffee cup that is just being used to hold water. Oh come on, that's a waste of a nice cup. (laughs) Well, I just think it's weird they would offer him coffee, but I. You want to get that guy hyper. I guess you do. Yeah, Yeah. you want to get him spilling the beans. Yeah, spilling the rapidly. (laughs) You need beans to spill the beans. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to say about this scene? Well. I mean, Marcus, I, I said Marcus having a very bad day. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 having a psychic break. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice looking coffee. I, cup. I, can we talk about the? I feel like we we just glossed right over this, but the, there's a moment where Samuel L. Jackson punches a guy. So, oh okay, yeah. In well, in, in the, many of those in moments, the 2008 but... script, he actually goes in the office. Okay, so here's the thing: he has no formal authority. Right. Yeah. But he is taking a chance now to say, if I escalate and just you know, uh, use violence against someone. I can, I can achieve my ends, which is to speak with this person. But it sounds, it sounds so crazy. Like, what if the man hadn't been knocked out and instead had just shouted, "Ow, that really hurt." Yeah, they're in the middle this, of a police department. But this is why it's so important. He has realistic, uh, <laughs> realistic human hand-to-hand combat. He could just be like, "Please, come on, like, let me talk to him for like thirty seconds. I want to ask in, like who he knows." In the in the in the two thousand eight uh, two thousand eight version of the script, one of the script versions I have. Uh, the same thing that happens, but he. I, I actually, let me pull up the actual lines because it's actually very funny to me. Uh, this is the 2008 Simon Kinberg version, and this is uh, page 102, a great page. Uh, this is when he's in the police station. Uh, okay. Uh, Cox uh, says, okay, says, NYPD detective. Well, then, I'm afraid I'm going to need to see a federal warrant. Cox, certainly. Could you hold this, please? He hands over his cup of coffee. The detective takes it. Cox reaches into his coat and pulls out two weapons. In the, the blink of an eye, Cox makes his move. Two blinding fast strokes and the cop... Wait, the, the two weapons are his fists? Two, well... <laughs> just weapons. Two blinding two. fast strokes. Strokes. Well, I think it's, impl- it's implied gunkata. He's doing <laughs> gunkata. Oh, yeah. I love uh, gunkata. He's doing okay. some blinding fast strokes yeah. and the cops lay capital... Dead on the floor. Wow. Cox steps over the bodies and pops open the door. Two of his men are waiting for him. So he does a backup. Oh, he has a buddy Uh, in this cop simply well the paladins. They're They're everywhere. When he killed the jungle jumper, he had a whole crew. Right. His goons are not here. I mean, this is an easy job, I guess. Uh, the men enter the room as Cox exits, and we push through the glass to interrogation room. And then Mark says, Good, another cop. And it's the same scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I will say this. As far as the escalation, I mean, what strikes me during the scene is if you escalate as just a random religious kook, if you escalate by, like, punching out detectives in a detective's office, like, eventually that's going to come back and haunt you. Not if you have infinite resources uh, to cover everything up. Infinite. I, I guess if yep. you have connections in the... To- the que- Like, to me, if you do this too much, I feel the police department would say, a freak came into our office... And he punched a cop and entered an interrogation yeah. room. Mm. He has been described as like a very memorable image. <laughs> yeah. He is, he, you know, he, he has white hair yeah. and wears a trench coat and a weird shirt. Uh, please keep your eye out for this guy. If you see this guy, please arrest him. What I don't understand is how come infinite resources doesn't translate to legitimacy? 
I feel like mm. well, if why they, isn't he just actually part of the CIA? Why don't they have someone who's like deep embedded in the CIA? Right, because it's an organization that seemingly well, yeah. has been on this crusade for hundreds of years and has infinite money. Like you think yeah. they just make a phone call? Well, the, book, the book the has book, answers. The book is very much, and we like mean the his, Bible. His, and the, yeah, the good book. Uh, the book is very much about him coming up against the actual like U.S. State Department and the military yeah. and everything, and which makes a lot more sense. Like mm-hmm. The jumper should be allied with the federal government. Or, or, we could advance or U.S. national interests tremendously. That's if, that's what they think. If they yeah. have jumpers. Oh, no. Well, no, the paladins are the ones that are... The paladins keep that yeah. covered up, you yeah. know? They, I could just jump into the White House, you know? You could do a lot of things. Yeah. 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 All right. Not, anyway, yeah. anyway, just the geopolitics. But the thing about the... What's interesting... There's a lot of interesting things about uh, the way it treats the government. Like, there's like thematic. We mentioned earlier, Mark Coble, the enemy, the villain of this movie. In the mm. early scenes, he's wearing a U.S. hat, mm. which I think was very clearly talking about the U.S. like aggressive stance. Well, it's a Canadian film, and the war on ta- absolutely. <laughs> this is a Canadian, you know, film criticized the U.S. military state during the Bush administration. Mm. And this scene, Mark Coble, the guy who represents America. You know, and lost up in his this, faith. It, it it seems to be very clearly representing the morass that you know the United wow. States has gotten into in the Middle East and Iraq. You know, he's stuck there with no exit plan. You know, that must have been what they thought when they were filming this but, scene. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean the thing is, it doesn't really create. What's so weird about this? This book was written in 1992. So much of the book is about the war in Islamic terror. <laughs> Like, really? That is actually like one. I, I don't think we have time to get in the page full of convoy. No, uh, we, this of, is a packed jumper. episode. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, so much to talk about. But like, I, I put a pin in that because I want to talk so much. And the thing is, it's like, wow, the Bush administration, don't you want to move a teleportation that also talks about, mm. you know, yeah. the war in Islamic terror? Wait, am I allowed to go on a geopolitical digression? Uh, if you keep it clean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this whole one of the reasons I was excited to do this movie in particular was yeah. just like I had a friend who told me that she was interviewing for a job, and in the job it was for like a PM position or something. Mm. And in the interview, they asked her, "Let's say tomorrow this company invented teleportation. How should we bring it to market?" And she told me like this is just like I don't know, like a quantitative thinking puzzle or whatever they were trying to do with her. And I heard that question and I thought the company is asking you to tell them what to do if you invented the end to geopol like geopolitics in general, like the end of geographic nations, like in a world where people can teleport. It seems like in a world teleport- where anywhere is possible. Yeah, well, anyone can go anywhere across any nation boundary at any time. Like, what is the role of the state? Like, how should states be organized? Well, stay, I'd say more than that. I'd say I'd worry about the role for realtors. Yeah, because real, location, totally. location, location. <laughs> you can like live anywhere and hop to like yeah. Hong Kong for work. Like, if if people could just do this all the time, I think you could make a legitimate argument for why, like, nation states would want to curb even the knowledge that such an ability exists because it would oh, mean absolutely the yeah. end of their jurisdictional authority. So. I almost am like confused by the placement of Robel as a like outside of the law but still an enforcer guy. Like it, it would seem to me the motivation more, is weird. <laughs> like it's like, like they should have just made him CIA. Like I don't understand why he needed to be not CIA or why he needed to be religious. I think part. Well, I think part of it is it. Like I guess. Crit- Although there is a lot of movies where, like oh the government is 
trying to kill everyone. I know that's always a Yeah, trope, I, I think know. that could have worked equally Although well. I, think, I, I think during the, the Bush administration, there's less of it. I don't know. But I I mean, I do think it creates interesting uh, dynamics here where Roland is, is able to operate outside of the law and do things that, you know, I mean, I guess you could also just say, like, maybe it's just corrupt part of government or something that would do the same things and you can make that premise work. But then also there's an interesting tension of him sneaking into all these, you know, like it's fun to watch Roland sneak in. <laughs> Like I'm, sneak into situations he's not supposed to be I in. I think say, that's fun to watch. Because he gets in, talks to Mark Cobalt, gets the information yeah. he wants. Yeah, and then walks which out. Is pretty, I think it's great. Pretty easy information to be honest. Yeah, uh, but then then he le like getting out of the police station <laughs> seems difficult to me. But it was apparently easy for him. It was easy for him to get in the office. And get, I mean, I guess he probably has like crazy lock picking tools and other stuff that we see off screen. But. No, I think he's just very convincing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's social engineering. Like that's. That his whole thing. If he talk his way in. If he talk and talk his way out. If he was given like a soft superpower, it's like he is the most charismatic person due to his like religious training or something. Actually, that'd be that would explain a lot to be honest. Yeah. Whereas like here, he's just kind of just a normal amount of charisma. Uh, but okay, so let's talk about. He's out on the sidewalk. He recaps to uh, Paladin HQ yes, that they got on a plane. What was it? Well, he says that we know uh, Millie Harris. Harris. Is involved with David Rice Jumper. Yep, uh, and she is now on a plane to Rome. So he's able to confirm that. Yes, he's unable to confirm that David. Well, he gives it. He gives a time window, doesn't he? Well, he says they got on an airplane sixteen hours. Ago. Sixteen hours ago. Yeah, and we know that she landed at the front uh, valoop of the of of Rome ten hours after they left Ann Arbor. And it's dark in New York. Yeah. So and it's and it's daylight bright in. So this is Italy. The, this is the diagram I said. So we know that yeah. the, the the day before it was game day Saturday. Yeah. In the fall in Ann Arbor. Game day Saturday. That's right. This College football game, game, game day. Yeah. yeah. So they yep. were they were uh, watching the game. Game probably mid afternoon. Yep. They apparently decide, and I'll say this: it is not definite. But I'm first. Let's say. They left that night because, mm. like, let's say, okay, what if they waited a couple days and left? We know that's not true because, you know, you know, uh, Roland Cox is speaking to Mark Kobold in stir the next, the next day. I'm pretty sure it's not like he took several days to get there. He was already in New York City. I'm surprised, honestly, he didn't get there that night. Mm -hmm. But he apparently waited till the first available time information got to him, which apparently was the next morning through the next day. Certainly daylight time on Sunday. I would be shocked. If it waited till Monday. Mm -hmm. Wait, would you agree? I agree. Do you think it's any fast. chance there's Monday? No, it moves very fast. Yeah, sometime on Sunday. So, yeah. And this is the fall. This is somewhere around 6.30 to 7 to 7 at night, depending a little bit less, a little more. But that's more or less the, the time window. In New York City, he could have been leaving the police station during the daytime. And we know that's six hours after they were in Rome. And the thing is, Rome at the time is... Very similar. They're six hours behind, but daylight is mostly six thirty to seven, six thirty in the morning, seven p.m. at night. Daylight, mm -hmm. uh, which if you translate to New York time, is basically twelve thirty at night, so a little after midnight, to one in the afternoon, mm -hmm. and that's sunset. It's, a, it's certainly a little bit before sunset. It's not like sunset. So this is morning in New York, is uh, you know six hours. I see. So this is okay. So it's dark because it's early morning. Where dark? Dark? It's dark. Where? In New York. 
He's saying hypothetically if you were to actually follow. It's dark in New York? Yeah. Well, it is in the film. He's on, no, Wait, no, the, it's, no, it's, it's, it's light. Quite, it's is quite it? light out, I think. It yeah. feels dark. I guess because they're in the uh, they're in the interrogation cell. Well, you know, well on the not, street, they're in the shadow yeah. of the building, but it is still bright when out. He's, when he's indoors, okay, I don't felt, see natural light. Sure. When he yeah. goes outside, I see a it's lot bright. of natural light. Okay, all right. It felt dark to me. Well, take I'll, a look. I'll, look, I'll take a closer look. It'll yeah, swing okay. around. You'll see. All right. Okay. Remember, do you remember the USA Today stand? I do. I remember that. That was do you remember bright. remember how light yeah. it was? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm convinced. So I think that was morning. Like that was morning to midday light. Okay. Because the thing is, okay, so let's say the time. Let's say he got there at, let's say that's one in the afternoon. Yeah. Which means that uh, six hours before one in the afternoon is seven in the morning. That is the time there in Rome which would be basically, you know, you know, basically six hours before sunset. So yeah. you know, middle, middle, early afternoon in Rome. That all adds up. That which adds means, up. Which means, too, if that is seven in the morning, what is 10 hours before that would be the time they left New York would be nine at night. That seems that plausible. Out. I agree. Yeah, yeah this so, all works out. It seems like okay. they did a really good job with that. I agree. But then, well, but then we get back to Rome and it's still incredibly bright in Rome. No, but it no, could be sunset. golden sunset. hour, yeah, from, oh. from the okay. palette. I and mean, they could have faked it. But we it think this, this is summer? fall because it's college football Fall, season. that's right, fall, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, all right, all checks out. Great, Great job. <laughs> One last final question. This is a pop quiz, right? Okay. Pop quiz. Okay. Um, what is the sitting height of Mark Kobold? <laughs> <laughs> We know, like he. The thing is, he was taller as a high schooler, and then he's, he became an adult. He became shorter. But we have a unique opportunity in this scene to know exactly how oh, tall he is th- while I sitting. Th- I thought you were going to say on his folder. This is no. actually just looking at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, sitting height. I, I, I don't even know what that is. What's my sitting? height? I don't know. Like four foot eight. Four foot eight. Okay, that's the guess, Vincent. Wait, you know the? Oh, cause we see it. We see it on the. Yeah, hold yeah, we on. Do. It's like um. I'm just gonna go four feet. That's a really good guess. Mine's a really good guess too. Let's so it, de- it it depends a little bit on how you interpret the perspective, right? Yeah, because that will mess with it a little bit. Yeah, you see the the what do they call the thing where you line up against? Uh, the lineup thing. The line, yeah, the it's called the like the lineup the heights. It's with a, lines I mean, it's called a lineup. Yeah, or I guess it, yeah. So um yeah, so it has it has height measures on it, and um he he comes up his head comes up to about the four foot mark. That's Damn. our that's our Mark Kobold sitting height check. <laughs> that's Beautiful. great. That's really good. <laughs> Incredible segment. I hope we get to repeat this later in the movie. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, make sure it stays constant. If All not. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stuff you explain. I can only hope. All right. Um. And then. Oh. Okay. Wait, so last we, last scene. Yeah, last scene. scene. Here we go. So well, which is three sub scenes, but we'll get through this quickly. We're, we're first scene. She accuses him of lying and says he's no good at algebra. That's right. That's right. And then. Um, uh, she, and and other, I mean, she just thinks he's hiding stuff from her, um, yeah. and and uh, he is, but he says he's not lying. So there's that. The book is a lot about lying. This reminds me of a very famous scene from the from the book uh, mm-hmm. Jumper. We don't. Have, this is not a full page full of Jumper sure, segment. No, I, I won't play any music for it. Uh, so he's talking about how she, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's flirting. With, okay, by the way. We're now in New York, so get ready for the daylight scene. I'm, oh, look at, the light, look at the lights in the window. Look yeah, at the lights okay, in the window. Okay, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A lot of it. Uh, go to her. Go to her now. I wanted to jump so badly, but another voice said... <laughs> I wanted to jump so bad. <laughs> Wait. She loves you, but will she love the jumper? Oh, that's a great question. That's been a page <laughs> full of uh, jumper. 
All right. So that's a that's a page full of jumper. That's the thing. I mean, he doesn't want to lie to Million. In the book, he, he's 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 much more honest. He does lie less. But he clearly his whole life is a lie. And if he wants to be close to Millie, he either has to live a lie or become honest with her. Sure. That's yes. a big question. Yeah, I wrote down incredible relationship based on trust. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna now uh, cut to them in a little bit here. They're gonna be in their hotel room now that they've checked in and whatnot. Go ahead. Do you want to laugh about? Oh, we get the quick Roland. We'll hear Roland's timetable here yeah. real quick. Here. Yeah. I think this would easily be one afternoon. The girl's name is Millie Harris. Very bright. She plane to Rome sixteen hours ago, and she didn't go alone. Oh, it's Rome. 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 Big room. Huge. <laughs> yeah. I hate this bit he, with the I, apple. It's very bad. So, he picks up an apple and he's oh, chewing the whole scene. It's great. I think there's something you're not telling me. What do you mean? What do you mean? This room. First class. Usually in my life when things seem too good to be true, it's because they are. I told you, I'm in banking. Banking. See, I know that you flunked algebra. You got smart. David, if you don't want to tell me everything, that's fine. Just don't lie to me. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying. (laughs) (laughs) What a performance. What do you mean? Good. <laughs> Chemistry is so good. <laughs> what a what a couple. <laughs> These little eyebrow rays. So that's eyebrow that's rays. the naiad. Uh, looks so sad. Yeah. yeah. Let's get let's get through. Oh, There's only this another so minute good. here. It yeah. was a brief sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they cut it's to the so closet good. pit? It's so good. I can't reach it. Uh, <laughs> it's a badly designed. She's not that short. She's like a. She's a pretty normal height. I know. Is she pretending to be shorter than? Like <laughs> she's on her knees. <laughs> it's so romantic. You're, one moment you're trying to hang something up, the next you're making out with a guy. And to the fray, which just is so, oh, so incredible. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, 2008 vibes, that is yeah. the worst music in the world. That is so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack there. Um, uh, okay, question one. Yep. Do you need to be good at algebra to be a banker? Of course not. I think you, people I was reading up, people say you do need quick kind of, uh, you need to like hey, back I mean, the envelope math. Is, or, well, I mean, say, I mean like, Flunking algebra certainly, like, I would say, uh, it's a bad it, sign. It, yeah, is an indicator yeah. of 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 some deeper issues. Uh, yeah, tackling. maybe maybe less they need the algebra, more like you need the ability to pass algebra one That's if you possible. so choose. I will right. say it is, but if someone gets like a B minus in algebra, I'm like, okay, you're probably just kind of bad at it. If someone flunks it, it makes it's me probably feel like you weren't paying attention or weren't. Yeah, weren't or applying. like there's it's some like, like yeah. really fundamental problem. It's like once it could snap into place. I don't know. Like, well, I, or just she, whatever was going on in his life at the time or whatever. But you know, mm, you think mm. she'd have insight into that though because they were friends. 
So, um, really good friends. They're really good friends. Uh, okay, <laughs> so he eats an apple. This whole scene that's pretty annoying. Um, God, it kills me. He's he is he continues to look really cool though. He's, he's so really cool. he looks morose. Like this is the worst <laughs> part of his he, life. He looks like a wax figure in every scene. It's yes. weird. But it's cool. And people continue <laughs> to cast him for stuff. No, no, no. He is back in the new uh, Star Wars TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to. They were locked in. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not unintentional. I mean, it's like he's doing a thing. It's it's like, and it is a thing that I think did resonate with people as being something that is a cool person. <laughs> I will say, what the you, hell are you saying right now? This I mean, people would think he's a cool person. Yes, I think people think he's a cool person. I think there are lots of people out there that think he is a cool person. Damn, that's crazy, but yeah. probably true, yeah. I, oh yeah, fair enough. There's, uh, I mean, cool is like you know, the, like Rebel Without a Cause style cool, where you're just like, I don't care about anything, and I'm just oh, if doing a, if my thing, a you know. Red windbreaker, that'd be really yeah, cool. exactly, yeah. Uh, so, and I will say too, like, I one more thing. She talks about just one are more. You, are you being, are you being on? I actually a little lot more to say. Uh, are you being honest with me? She knows for a fact he faked his death. Wait, like, he died. Yeah. She, everyone well, at their high school thought he died because yeah, he fell into the ice. Yep, he wasn't upfront about that. He all she knows he flunked algebra. Uh, she doesn't know about the banking thing, so that that's up in yeah. the air. He could be I, lying. He could not be. We don't know. <laughs> like, I don't think you're completely honest. You know, you, one of the things you did was faked your death. You yeah. know, to me yeah, that, that would, would like, that would have cut against look, it. Yeah, but she's in Rome, all right. Yeah. She yeah. knows. You know, but is faking your death lying? I mean, it's not lying. That's just withholding information. It's lying. It's lying. What? It's a red flag. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a red flag. It's a classic. No, but I don't think it's a lie. It's not like he ever told anyone like, "I'm dead." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then by that reasoning, everyone who has ever died. Well, it's, I mean, no, it's more. Well, no, everyone who's ever died is withholding information exactly. about their they're, death. They're, yes, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of yeah. lying by omission. But, they never confirm their death. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That at no point did he lie about his death. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's, he did. He Let's didn't. just say point well taken. Okay, great. Point well taken. All right, we need to take care of some business no, no, here. No, actually, so I, got I don't know. Business. You got more? Okay, all right. Uh, all so, right. so I'm reading the YouTube comments uh, mm. for uh, many versions of "Jumper Look After You" by the Fray uploaded, which are fan cams of the of the song and the movie. That's Amazing. really fun. Yeah. Uh, this mm. is by Jesse uh, Jesse JC five five one. Okay. Uh, writes: If there were a reboot to Jumper, I would call it Jumper Reloaded, but keep the song. Oh yeah. Okay. What do they mean by that? That's well, a great, they would that's make a, a sequel to Jumper. Or a is, reboot. Like a, is it a Matrix reference? Why reboot? No, just uh, a well, good title. Just, just a great title. Just yeah. a great title. <laughs> no, it's, it's don't think of the Matrix. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, this will make you forget the Matrix. Uh, but uh, they will they will call it Jumper Reloaded. But keep this song. Uh, yeah, this is a please. really good. This is a really good. This is by Joanne Whitfield, twenty eighty seven. Yeah. Apparently she was born in twenty eighty seven. Fell yeah. in love. Fell in love with this song, Jumpers. I almost watch every weekend for the soundtrack. Love mm. I. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, Great. That's a really good. That's nice. Uh, right. they, these are the people that think. See, they think he's very cool. cool. They think he's very cool. Uh, yeah, this oh is a good God. one. This is by Satanic Storm. Says those jumper hunters actually scared me. I sat there and was like, Oh my God, no! Don't get them. You're a horrible person. No, no, no. Oh my God. What the hell, man? These are just people being honest about their feelings. What is happening? They're finishing the movie yeah, Jumper. Exactly. One really good thing. Uh, this okay. Is, I got this one. Uh, can you read this? No. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> this says, I think, I, I I think, think this, this song, song really much that scene. 
<laughs> I think the song really much that scene. That's nice. by okay. the Masayan. Ah. And that's that's a little bit of how many by the way, this is the worst music ever made, and I'm really I'm really happy it's in the movie. It really really puts it all together. But that's the fray and the jumper. The fray with look after you. Yeah. You're uh and this is Airful and Jumper. Last this minute, is we have Jumper. Okay, well, we know we have we have ten minutes here. Yeah, yeah, but we've got some business to take care of. We do. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, jump count. Jump count. There are zero jumps zero. in these five minutes. There are some very tangentially implied jumps. Well, if we if he brought if he got the backpack through customs by jumping it, then that's something. But I, I mean, I'd say, but preponderance of evidence, I would probably say they're likely, but I think an implied jump, you need more than yeah. just a preponderance. Yeah, that's it needs right. to be a super yeah. preponderance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People need to be like, it, it, needs, it needs to be, to be evident like, from other reactions that it happened. It can't just be yeah. plausible. It has to be yeah. almost Yep. Um, uh, absolute. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say jump count zero. Jump count zero. Which puts us in an awkward position with jump of the app. Oh. Yeah. I'd yeah. say, I'd say uh, not a number. N-A-N. Jump of the app, N-A-N. Yeah, okay. N-A-N. All right. All right. I'll go with that. Uh, okay. So uh, drink of the app. Drink of the app. I think we have a debate here. There's two, um, and the thing is, it's heavily implied. Last app, it was butt heavy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we can do butt heavy again. Which is only one drink left, basically. It's got to be the coffee. Interrogation coffee. Interrogation yeah. coffee, yeah. Interrogation coffee. All right, great. There might be others, but that's got to be. That's a good drink of the it's up. a great yeah. drink of the up. Um, uh, one more jump. And one more jump. Yeah, so, so I mean... So we you were aware of the, 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 the famous I'm segment, sorry, One I'm More not, Jump? I, I must have slipped my mind. So yeah, this okay. Is where we, uh, we, we basically play uh, Script Doctor, and we say, this is a great movie, but what if you took one more jump? This would be a round-trip jump, oh, just to yeah. make this, and this would be one more well, jump. Well, I already this, suggested mine earlier. I, I think he really ought not have taken the plane with her. Like, just okay. fitting his character yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so you, you leave think, her on the plane. Leave her on the plane. He jumps to Rome. Fake, and he's waiting business. there for her. No, like, he, he at, wouldn't you know, wait. For, it's not a cool guy thing to be waiting. No, no, he would no. just be around. He no, would meet he'd her at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, that's by the right. hotel. Oh, and say, what, yeah. And he'd say, what took you so long? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Hope you enjoyed yeah. first class, you know. That'd be so good. Yeah. And she said, did you just jump? And said, no, I just took a fast plane on business travel. I would never jump. I would never jump. Babe, babe, I promise you one thing. I will never jump. I want to jump so bad. I wanted to jump so bad. I will promise you, I will never jump, babe. <laughs> and that'd be the that'd be the scene. What a, what a scene! What a scene! I, I think because it, it really builds the foundation of the relationship, but yeah. also a possible you know schism, a possible. Yeah, the relationship yeah. is actually built on like is built on not jumping. It's yeah, it's built on <laughs> obeying Euclidean geometry. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I've always yeah. said that. I've Algebra always, yeah. one, yeah. it all makes sense. All that connects. is so true. That is so true. So this, so this, I mean, I'd say the other one in the running here, just to be you know. Uh, comprehensive is is a jump to get the the cash backpack through Which is customs heavily implied yeah but i think we have to say but seeing that would seeing that would have been would that be fun to see that in the film there's a reason they cut it it's a it's a bore it is a little bit of a bore yeah. i would not want to watch that what if okay here's I one, would be, one more I'd idea writing one series. more idea we yeah. get the shot we want which is him on the plane board right mm. Mm. the plane board on the plane board, and he jumps out of the bed. But, what, board, it, but right. what does he do? He like goes to the bathroom in the plane or something, jumps over to Rome is or whatever. Oh, does, and he just does no, no, no. He yep. should jump from the bathroom to like an apartment where he just plays PlayStation to kill like mm. ten yeah, hours. Ten, and yeah, then yeah. Jumps back. Yeah, that, well, pretty, he uses his windows. It'll be pretty uh, cool if if they're in like an Italian cafe and yeah. he doesn't like it. And he goes to the bathroom and he jumps to an Olive Garden. Yeah. Oh, that's cool too. Yeah. These are all good ideas, but I think our I, one I more jump is yeah. I, yeah. I the first the, one's good. The idea of him being there and being cool there before she even gets there, I think, is a very good, very good jump. Okay. That's okay. that is jump. Um, 
the jump. What, what do we call that one again? That's one more jump. One more jump. Yeah. And we have. <laughs> Uh, so then we have. Uh, Sometimes the segment names elude me because they've <laughs> taken so many different names over the years. No, it's hard not to keep at track all. Of them all. Jump hair in the air is coming up next. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, jump hair in the air. And then contact info. Of course. And then uh, our closing. And yes, and I leave. Closing. I always leave time for the closing. Exactly always. the right amount of time. And then our song. And then our song. So um, here is jump hair in the air. Jump hair in the air. So um, we're going to rate take the veritable jumpers eye view. Jump hair's eye view. We're going to rate the entire film. Oh. Which you'll be an expert at. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then we rate the the film up until these five minutes as oh, a whole. Yeah. And then we rate these five minutes. Yeah. Specifically. Okay. So and when it says it's a zero to, to five star scale, um, you, no half stars. Should I go? Um, should I go first? Uh, well, it's simultaneous. It's, it's, it's all okay. you don't go at once. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and uh, so no half stars. Um, and you want to think about things where we don't know, we normally hear the jumper. The what? The, isn't oh, you know, we, we do, but isn't we haven't. We have on the screen? Well, today we haven't started it yet, but okay. we do normally hear it, you know. So there we go. There we go. This All is right. the sound of the jumper. This is the sound of the jumper jumping. Oh. Um, it's a trampoline. It's trampoline. Uh, so, um, okay, so we're going to do the movie as, as, a, as a whole as a whole. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one, four, four stars. Two. Okay. Wow, two. Low scores Wait, over there. Wait, you guys there. have okay. given these scores before in previous segments. Do they ever change? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes they do, uh, we yeah. Change, we change as people. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Movie up until this point as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, two one, four, four and stars. And stars. Four and a half stars. Four and a half. Nice. Yeah. Oh, was that what you say, two? Yeah, okay. I'll say two. two. Okay. I feel like it's pretty okay. even so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, these five minutes. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, two and a half stars. Three, three, because I, I like the part where he hits him. I kinda, yeah, I, kinda, I might like, go up to three. I, on paper, this should not be as enjoyable as it is, and it kind of is. There's kind of some is. fun stuff. Like, I kind of yeah. I, I like the fact I hate the fray. I yeah. think this yeah, that part's kind not of, great. No, I mean I love how much I hate it. I that's yeah. true too. Yeah, I like that too. Okay, um, so now okay. As we're wrapping up here. Oh I yeah, think, contact info. I think we're wrapping up, but there's no way to know yeah. for sure. Uh, we want to do the uh, <laughs> contact info now. So ready? Here we go. If you want to contact us, yeah. Here uh, is how you do that. Website. Website. Of 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 we'll see how it works. Website. Earful no, no, of no updates. No, no updates there, sorry. Mail. Okay. Email. Email is staff at earfulof.com. Jumper.com. Jumper. Jumper. Electronic mail. No, no updates. No updates. You can give updates. Social too, media. Social media. Twitter is it's X still X. <laughs> what is happening? This is our contact. It's our contact info. Oh, don't contact play. Show. Don't play it yet. I'm play not going to play anything. So, don't, don't worry about. Let's me talk, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What the sign off? The sign off. You want to? You want to? You want to? Do, do you want to talk about the fact I I I I I I brought in uh, AI to tell us what the sign off should oh, be? Oh yes, I do want to talk about. And this I stuff. tried this last time, but it didn't really work. Mm. Do, do you remember this? Yeah, trucker talk the best. No, it's it's this. Uh, oh, that's a really good. Yeah, that's. Really yeah, so good. I guess the question. I'm going to put this in your court. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, do do you believe it is uh, a breach of our responsibilities to to let AI choose our sign off? Because we were struggling for a while. We had great sign offs, great sign offs, oh, great sign offs. To be clear, we're choosing our sign off. We're just assisted no, no, by. No, no, no. You, should, you should just not talk about it. And if there's ever no, a bad should... one, you should blame it on AI. Well, yeah. hmm, that's interesting. But we're we're trying to get in the swing of things. Uh, we have we have thirty seconds left, give or take. 
Yeah. Uh, but how how you feeling? About I feel this great about this. I think this is our new sign off. How's this how's this rhythm going? It's going great. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. So so this is something we like to say. You can join in if you like. You don't you don't know it, but you can you can attempt to guess it simultaneously. The first part where it's the name of the movie. No, I don't. Jumper. Two thousand eight. Ready? Three, two, one. Teleportation, Teleportation, our kind kind of transportation. Thank you. 